0: Dave and Jeff, it is October 20th, 2021. Well, as I
1: started to say 41 minutes ago when we started this show. You son of a bitch. You son of it's a not bitch. not how it went. It is how it went. Dave, I've seen a lot of things in my life. I don't know if I've ever seen a group of men more emasculated than the 2021 Los Angeles
0: Dodgers. Really? Did you see the 2021 San Diego Padres? Oh, yeah.
1: I saw a lot of those. <laughs> but But I'm talking about what we're seeing here. The Atlanta Braves just walked into that shithole Dodger Stadium. Oh, don't start this shit. I just you started. want me to throw a plastic bottle. No, right off I would. I'd no. <laughs> I appreciate you asking before doing it. <laughs> uh, Here is the thing. Yeah. Anytime a team just fucking falls apart as poorly as your team is, they're finger- five
0: two in the eighth. All right, we could have won games one and we two. Could've. It was a coin flip, but you did. You didn't get blown out. It wasn't like the Red Sox today or the Red Sox yesterday. Still so looks like an L in the column. It sure does. Partners. Stick around. I'm not saying the Braves aren't the better team. I'm just saying, hold on a second. Chick-fil-A postgame show's next. Fuck.
1: Dave, right now, I'm going to give you the opportunity. Yes. As a fan to point the finger. Who are you blaming for what you're seeing out of your
0: beloved Dodgers? In today's game, Dave Roberts. Because Urias 100% didn't have it. Why no. would you sit there and run with him? I don't understand why you would keep him in. You know, here's... (laughs) I don't understand Think about where we're at right now. It is Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. They played the Giants last Thursday. Urias has already made three appearances in the last week. He's a starting pitcher. God. And you're going, dude, he obviously doesn't have it. It it affected Scherzer. It affected Urias. And you're going, okay, you're you're running out of gas on these guys. Kind of one of the things we pointed at with the Padres. You can't do this for an entire season. The doctors couldn't do it for a week. Yeah. And you go, you're putting guys in situations that they aren't prepared to be in at this time. And as we were talking to Brett just a couple days ago, look, it is a sprint in the postseason, at least the way the Dodgers are doing it. And they're in deep shit. I mean, tomorrow, the Braves have a very good chance of closing this out with their ace, Max Freed on the hill. Yeah. And then they go and they move on. And to Dodgers will start who tomorrow? Dodgers will start Scherzer. Okay. Okay. So they have a chance. Again, you should. But remember, Scherzer hasn't looked good the last couple times out. Yeah. He, he... hasn't looked like Max.
1: So... The game has changed. We talk about how the game has changed dramatically, the whole thing. It's really funny, though, is if you look back at, I mean, I look at the 87 Twins. Yeah. Won the World Series against the Cardinals. And I only use this because it's the easiest one to reference because I swear to God, it'd take me forever to tell you who won in 88. and eight, I mean, I know yeah. the Dodgers in 88. But then uh, you start going through the years, you're like, who? I don't remember. <laughs> uh, until we get to 91. But the Twins won with two starting pitchers. They had Burt Blylevin and Frank Viola. Yeah. Les Straker went out in game three. Crazy. But the Twins, for both of their World Series wins in 87 and 91, won every home game, lost every road game. Yeah. But luckily, they had home field advantage. That's how it worked. So I don't know if Les Straker gets the ball in a home game, if he does all right, but it's just the way it worked out. They worked with two starting pitchers. But Tom Kelly and Andy McPhail, the manager and the jam of those teams, they didn't go to bullpen games. They didn't use openers. They stayed the course that had gotten them there to October. And it's amazing to me watching some of these teams where you get to the playoffs and you have off days in between and you have different things. Dave, it's so funny to me. It just looks like I'm not just pointing the finger no, no, at the you're Dodgers. Right. I don't disagree
0: with what but, you're saying. But you
1: look at it and you go, what the fuck? Yeah, like your analytics and all your stats and your exit velocity, and all that bullshit's great. But when you went back to when RBIs mattered and everything else matters, it's amazing how fucking Bobby Cox or Tommy Lasorda, pick any guy you want that won Tom Kelly and my in my uh, example were able to know where their starters were and they when they went to Juan Berenguer, <laughs> Senior Smoke. And then they had Jeff Reardon or they had Rick Aguilera and they were ready to close the game out. But they were they were ready to go and had their guys ready. They were still playing seven-game series.
0: Yeah. Well, the thing is now, a couple things, three things that stand out is, one, batting average, they say doesn't matter. Two, they say RBIs don't matter. And the third thing is, if you see a pitcher three times, that pitcher's done. Yeah. And so, even when a pitcher is rolling. Remember a few years ago, the Dodgers are playing the Red Sox in the World Series And Rich Hill is pitching his ass off for the Dodgers. And they just take him out. Yeah, crazy. And everyone's like, what are you doing? Well, the computer says you come out. And then the Dodgers fell apart. And you go, but it's different. He's rolling. They haven't figured him out. The Red Sox had not figured him out. Rich Hill is pitching the game of his life. And they take him out of the game and everything goes to shit. And you sit there and you shake your head and you go, this is today's baseball. The guy who would love today's baseball when you talk about these old managers is Earl Weaver. Remember Earl Weaver, 100% against the bunt. He was always for the three-run home run. Yeah. And that's the way you he managed the wheels. You get those little the
1: cocksuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Terry Crowley's lucky in fucking baseball,
0: Dave. Yes. And that's the way Earl Weaver he was, basically would have been great. But it has changed, and it's hard for the fans because a lot of fans can't figure out what numbers are important. A lot of fans can't tell you what a good OPS is yeah. or a good slugging percentage, the numbers that matter to the advanced fan base, let's say. But as much as we talk about batting average and home runs and rbi or excuse me rbis and batting average don't matter they still put them on the tv every game and they still yeah. put them on the scoreboard every game so it it is very confusing but this way none of us are going to know what the front offices know it, it is it is ridiculous when they say here's the information and they go it's like three phone books and some guys will go i want it and some guys say i don't want it and then we'll leave it up to the front office to figure out what changes are, are supposed to be made
1: to me uh to me, the the big part is making the sport so the fans can follow. Yeah. And you look at what they do in the NFL. What do they do? They put the fucking yard marker in. How about in that game that we were sitting here with the other night when they had the uh, laser line? Yeah. When Josh Allen's trying to make that play, and you got that fucking laser light and he's jumping into it. It was outstanding and just so much fun. To watch that, you know where the yellow line is. You know when you're watching the game, technology in the National Football League tells you where they have to get to, the red line comes up, where the target is for the field goal kicker to come out. And all of that stuff is great. And Dave, for me, baseball's gotten too cute. I still love the game. You still love the game. We'll sit here and we'll watch it every night. But they've gotten away from just the basics of what makes it fun. I know there's people like Nick that hate the shift, but but I I look at the shift, I think you and I are the same way on the shift. Minds me of when they were running the uh Wildcat. Yeah. Remember everybody ran the Wildcat? We had no fucking defense for it and then a couple of guys said, "Well, what if we do this?" and then all of a sudden the Wildcat went That's away. Gone. Like we talked about with Brett the other day. Start dropping fucking bunts down the third baseline and guys are going to stop fucking shifting.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. I really don't want them to out- rule the shift. And yeah. the reason is, again, it's like watching a football game. Imagine tell Bill, telling Bill Belichick, you can't have any cornerbacks or safeties on the right side of the field. It makes no sense. Yeah, so Whatever's between the lines is what's your job is to try and beat us. And you have to figure it out. Whether you want a bunt or not, you think you can hit through the shift or whatever, good luck to you. But it's still, we have not seen a manager through... 30 teams that will continually bunt against the shift. It's just not an automatic deal because you see it all the time. And and here we are. We're watching the Dodgers who are struggling about to go down 3-1, and you go, and no team shifts more than the Dodgers. Well, it's not working. It's not working, you know? No. Overall, even when they shifted in game two and the ball went by Corey Seager, Corey Seager was standing right beyond second base. He still couldn't feel the ball. Well, how about Seager last night when he fucking boots that yeah. ball, right? That to, And listen, uh,
1: immediately you go to social media. Oh, Seager. Fuck.
0: Listen, we all know what Seeger is. He was now, MVP of the World Series in NLCS last year. Trey Turner's fucked up, right? Different, yeah. Oh, Trey Turner not done shit. This is why you fucking got rid of him. Because <laughs>
1: he's a fucking shithead. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but they're guys that that the tightness of the big stage gets to them a little bit. Yes. I don't know if that played it. I have no idea. Maybe the groundskeeper fucked up. Maybe the groundskeeper's from uh, Buckhead. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> uh, but... But to me, Dave, it is funny that you watch this and you just go, you you almost outthink yourself. Yeah. And and listen, I'm I'm listening tonight coming down. I had the Braves broadcast on, and uh, and Smiley's in in the third. I mean, they're doing a bullpen game
0: yes. for the most part tonight. This game was on the table for the Dodgers to win this one. Yeah. You know, just like Brett said, the reason that the relievers is because they aren't starters. Yeah. And, and relievers are known for having two pitches, and starters are known for having at least three.
1: Yeah. And and so that was it. But really, really fun. I'm not I'm way into this series. I've enjoyed this a lot. Yeah. I don't know if it's just uh I, I guess it's just the two teams involved. There's I think all of us would agree. There's not a lot that Steve Woods does that we find entertaining, unique, creative. A lot of complaining. A lot of complaining? But goddamn, when that asshole put that sweet Caroline tweet up last night, that is the funniest shit. People want to fight Okay, there's two things that have happened yeah. on social media this week that I love the creativity and and uh, and I like that people want to fight our friend. <laughs> Steve's Steve gets the the silver medal, because it, it very simple But very effective. Yeah. Playing Sweet Caroline after the Red Sox fuck up, and then everybody wanted to fight him. Have you paid attention to what miserable Padre fan is doing? Yeah. He's going opposite. He's started a group and let people know that they're in, like, the douche Dodger fan group. Yeah. And guys, guys want to fight him. And he keeps retweeting everything. I swear, you talk about that Mandy chick and others that are there and and get people all riled up. That's about the funniest shit I've ever seen, and people want to kill that fucking kid. And every time he retweets it, today they call him a cuckold. (laughs) Did they really? (laughs) Yeah. That might be the worst thing to be called. He didn't care. He retweeted it. He's so far in their head that they're they're ready to snap. That's
0: fine. Uh, But, Dave, who thinks of that? Dude, he's he's a maniac, I, you know, and he has a full time job. That's what always cracks well, me
1: up. That's the that's about the funniest shit I've seen on social media in a long time, and with him retweeting all those fuckers that want to fight him in the street. God damn, that's funny.
0: You know, here's the deal when you talk about, you know, the teams that are left at least. The Braves are one of my favorite organizations. It sucks that they're going to knock out the Dodgers for me. Now, why would you? Why do I like the Braves? I don't hate them. I just don't because of the old days of TBS. No, 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 no. Actually, I wasn't a Braves fan back then. I was a Dale Murphy fan. I was my own Dale, Dale Murphy fascinating. The Dale Murphy could hit the ball opposite field home runs over and over again. No batting gloves. Yeah. They made him from a catcher. We talk about this all the time. A catcher to a center fielder, which is rare. Because yeah. you always think of a guy like Craig Biggio. Well, Dale Murphy kind of did it first. Won a couple MVPs. Super good guy. But for, forget all that stuff. I um, The Braves I followed because watching the pods. And mm. the Braves did what the Padres did one year after the Padres started their process of oh. basically rebuilding. Yeah. And then the guy that runs uh, the Braves, you'll you'll remember his name or how to pronounce It starts with an A um oh alex um it's, oh it's a they're both his last yeah. name it's a tough name to pronounce I'm, I'm sorry for for fucking this up um but he was gm with the blue jays yes and quit his job to go work as an assistant for friedman and he said there's stuff to learn yeah and he wanted to evolve he wanted to learn more and he went and worked Sherold's still there Sherold's works for uh, um for uh Sher-Holt's still there god dang it who, who was it that works with uh, the Dodgers? Is a Braves. Stan Caston works oh, with the okay. Dodgers. Yeah. Anyway, so he goes and he and he works with Friedman for about three years. And he says, man, I learned a ton. I'm ready to go back to be a GM again. And he goes to the Braves. And and sure enough, things taken off. Just like the guy that runs the Giants yeah. um, is basically doing the Zahedi. same thing. Zahidi. And then there's a guy now with the Dodgers that they say is about to go run the Mets, which is a guy that the Padres should hire. But anyway, so we talk about Friedman's tree all the time. Anyway, so I watched the Braves because they started one year after the Padres, but they fast-tracked it. Mm -hmm. And I understand they had Freddie Freeman that they left over and some other guys, former Padres like Freed and stuff. Remember, Soroka hasn't played in two years. Yeah, he's technically their best pitcher. Austin Riley was from a draft pick traded to them by the Padres, yeah. which is kind of funny. I think of that all the time. Jeff brought that up. If people aren't aware of that, that they get really pissed when I say shit like that. But Jeff's 100% right. Austin yeah. Riley was a guy that should have been a Padre. Now, I don't know that they would have drafted well, him. Of course, they would have missed him. But, yeah. but again, he was a Padre draft pick that ended up with the Braves, who's a fantastic player. Anyway, so I, I paid attention to see how quickly Atlanta and the Padres, kind of a race to see yeah. who, who did it better. The Braves have clearly done it better. Oh yeah! I mean, here they are, two straight NLCSs, and have done it better. So, I I, I watch them. I'm not a Red Sox fan. I'm not mm-hmm. an Astros fan. Um, if the Braves make it to the World Series, 100, percent that's the team I, I'm rooting for. But I, how can you not like Freddie Freeman? You yeah. know, I mean, we saw what Freddie Freeman did with Fernando Tatis and and, and introducing him to his family, and and how, what a big deal it was. Freddie Freeman's a good dude. There are a lot of good guys on the Reds. Remember, the Braves had so many injuries. Marcelo Suna got kicked out of baseball this year. Yeah. And then you look at Acuna, their best players, not even able to play. Yeah. And yet, here they are, about to go to the World Series. Uh,
1: pretty wild, man. And I'm, I'm definitely enjoying it with everything going on. Yeah, it's just fall baseball. Had the Braves broadcast on, on the way down. Who, who are the
0: broadcasters for the Braves You right know, now? It's
1: funny, Dave, you said that. Joe Simpson still won. But Don Sutton passed away. Yeah. Chip Carey does TV. They didn't bring him over to do radio. So, I mean, I, I think about it when... And Jim Powell used to be the guy for years yep. who would come from Milwaukee. I don't know who the other guy is. Uh, Joe's the color guy. But, right? I mean, think about all the guys that we knew. Pete Van Weeren's passed away. Don Sutton passed away. Uh, Skip passed away. Yep. Right? So, I mean, Chip Chip, and Joe do TV. But I, he wasn't bad, whoever the radio guy was tonight, but he was saying, he goes, man, it's pretty cool. Like, weather's getting a little chilly. Yep. Playoff baseball, fun night, Dodgers yep. Stadium, iconic stadium, packed house, much different than the other night when there was about fucking 14% full. Don't give me that shit.
0: Don't what the fuck is with your team? Did, I don't know. Why would you schedule a game in the middle of a day, 2 o'clock? People work in the city. Oh, do they? Sorry, you only had 53,000 fans. Well, they 2000 they didn't work make on it. their
1: tan. <laughs>
0: Whatever it takes. Yeah, they fucking uh, didn't do shit. It's a goddamn organization that leads Major League Baseball in attendance every year since 1980, and you motherfuckers want to trash them. That's fine.
1: Yeah, they also lead the fucking league in
0: broken hearts. That's fine. That's fine. Is it fine? You're gonna cry. That's maybe. <laughs> 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 yesterday is? I was dying. When they were down five two yesterday. Yeah. I was fucking dying, man. And I was on a baseball field. All these kids are looking at their phone, and they're talking shit to me. Crazy. It's pissing me off. I was, I was so happy they won yesterday. Yeah, I mean, you got to get one. Yeah, this game but. is, I mean, as you're right. This series has been great until tonight where we're in the ninth inning and the Braves are ahead, and anything can happen. But so far, the first three games have all come down to the very yeah. end. What else could you ask for? Been a blast. Yeah, I mean, the goddamn Astros and Red Sox, it's blowout one way or another. Grand slams everywhere. Yeah fucking idiots
1: fucking cheaters both of them fucking cheaters uh i saw this hey i want to ask you this yeah are you you paying attention
0: to the story of the woman down here in chula vista i know exactly where it is is it close to here yeah it's close it's about uh three miles from here but i literally coach at a park that's just down the street from her house when the whole thing went down we were right there by her house Dude, I'm telling you, man. That story is insanely upsetting, right? Oh, it's horrible. Yeah.
1: And and then one of I'm, the
0: kids is in one of my wife's classes. It's terrible. Is that
1: right? That's the thing, Dave, that I was thinking about. I mean, I know everybody throughout San Diego and and listen, I was married to a public defender. I yep. fucking get it, okay? Everybody's innocent until proven guilty. But everybody in town wants to beat the fuck out of Larry. But I'm so sad for the wife, but especially, Dave, those kids. Yeah. As a parent, you just go, holy fuck, man. Thanksgiving's coming up. Christmas is yeah. coming up. birthday. I mean, we, we talk about it here all the time, but it's just like, fuck. And so I was just wondering, we haven't really talked about it, but the impact, I mean, Chula Vista, pretty big community down here. Yeah. But, yeah, he he got arrested the other night. And that to me, I just look at, and I feel so bad for those kids, man. I hope those kids, I just, I can't even imagine what's going on through them. And then they have to see that all on TV. You go to school. Yeah. Ah, fuck, man. I just, I know we've talked about the school district down here and what a great job they do. But man, I hope this entire community puts their arms around those kids.
0: Yeah, It's been a hard couple of days. No, It's it's a terrible story. Um it, it, the whole thing's awful from, from beginning to end. And I think everybody thought which way it was going to go. You just have to get the evidence in order for it to uh, yeah. take place. And it looks like finally it's going in the direction we all thought it was going to go.
2: Fuck.
1: So yeah, all the best to the kids and, and to Maya's family. They, they just seem like uh, an incredible family and very, very heartbreaking. No, I
0: told you, we just the other day, um, our family went through a, a similar thing where we lost both parents yeah. within 48 hours. Oh, my God! Yeah, goodness, we're doing right? a double funeral on Saturday. Oh, Jesus And then, Christ. as I said, you got a 14-year-old and an 11-year-old who, all of a sudden, where are they going to go? And so, yeah, it's it's awful. Everybody should be thinking of the kids first. I want to ask you to, to change topics because we don't yep. get to do it, with Brett. I want to ask you about the Rolling Stones. Because Glad you did. You talked about this and looking forward to this for a long, long time.
1: Uh-huh. It was outstanding. And the funniest thing was, leading into it, when Paul McCartney shoots his fucking mouth off.
0: Were you a Paul McCartney fan before you shut his mouth off? Eh, to, a, to an
1: extent. Okay. But I saw McCartney two years ago, had never seen him. It yeah. was fun. But his voice cracked a few times. And he comes out the other night, and he shoots his mouth. Now, look, I don't know, because reading Keith Richards' book, he talked about the fact that they had a good friendship. We mentioned this the other night that if the Beatles album was delayed, they'd let the Stones know and the Stones album would go out and vice versa. Yeah. So, I don't know what a weird fucking comment it was for Paul McCartney to call the Stones a blues cover band. Yeah. Dude, fuck off. They they listen, I there's stuff with the Beatles that's fine. Okay? But the Stones are a blues cover band. They're a fucking boy band cover band. Can't buy me love. You think the Stones would ever put that shit out? She loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck off.
0: <laughs> Dude, I got nothing bad to say about the Beatles. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. I am the Eggman. You like that shit? No, I'm not. I'm not that one I would never got.
1: Sergeant Pepper? Yeah,
0: was, people were stoned.
1: Yeah. I'm just saying, if you're going to fucking call them out, Take a look, as Jagger said, hey, one of us are still playing. <laughs> and one's not. That's because they had the fucking, they fucking pussed out. Oh. They knew the game had changed. They had nothing to bring to the table. Lauren Michaels offered him a shitload of money to fucking come back and play. And they all got the fucking fever. Ah, uh, we can't play. We can't hang anymore.
0: Didn't John Lennon die
1: like in 1980? It happened. I'm not saying you can come back now. Why the fuck? Okay, George Harrison passed away too. Something in the way she
0: moves. Boring! Oh my God, dude, what are you, crazy? They're you iconic. like that song? The Beatles, yeah, I do. The Beatles are the most iconic band of all time. I'm sorry, dude. Oh, you They're got, fine. You can't take the Rolling Stones over the Beatles.
1: I just did. Oh, you're crazy. Give me give me any fucking would you take song. Led,
0: would you take uh, Godding the Doors over Led Zeppelin? No. Okay. No, I love the Doors.
1: But no, you can't. But... I, uh, I, I'm i just looking at that. I'm going through the whole library. I like the, I like the Beatles fine. I don't hate them. They're not Bob Dylan to me or fucking the dead or any of those bands that are just the most overrated band. Fucking Steely Dan and all these other pussies. No, not at all. Of course you realize, but you can't go out and call out the fucking stones. You don't have anything in your fucking library that matches up with Gimme Shelter. No fucking way. Who's worth more? Oh, that's a great question.
0: That's a great question.
1: Probably McCartney, right, but Dave? When you got that much goddamn money, what's Does it, matter, it matter, right? I yeah. don't know.
0: Ask one of those billionaires; they'll tell you it matters. Uh, I don't. I don't know what to say. All right, I will I, say. I, I, just I can't will, believe you are trashing Paul McCartney and the Beatles. I got to tell you're you, you're the first guy on the planet to do of it. Of course. I got
1: to tell it's you, untouchable. When he fucking came out on stage, yeah, it, it gives you chills, dude. McCartney's great. He's fucking great. He really is. I, I, it's just a weird thing for him to say, though, right? Yeah, it is. It, it, the whole thing is weird. I don't understand why. he never why, struck me as a no. bitter guy. He had to have just been fucking around,
0: right? Yeah, it's a bullshit line. I don't understand why you would say it. I'm with you on that. I don't know why you would take a shot. What do you have to prove? Yeah.
1: No, he, uh, <laughs> when McCartney came out, and, and their friend, I think Bernie Wilson saw him. Bernie and I, I saw Bernie at the Stones the other night. Yeah. Did you see him? Yeah. Oh, cool. Um. Uh, yes, I love McCartney and just, I, I gotta say though, a lot of that Beatles stuff is shit. Really? Yeah. But I love McCartney. I love Lennon. George Harrison
0: was cool. Ringo's the man. Do you have, do you have an Alexa? Like, do you, do you ever say Alexa play the best of the Beatles? Just walk into a room? Uh, no. Okay.
1: No. Yeah. I mean, you got the Beatles channel on XM, but the, on Sirius XM, but the problem is they're always trying to play the B
0: side hidden
1: gems. Just play the fucking hits. Play
0: the hits. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Do you, do you do you have an Alexa? I just as I just said that to you. Like I'm trying to think what's the most embarrassing thing I've ever said to Alexa? I think I literally said to her last week, play the best of Chicago. And, You're a bitch. And I
1: <laughs> Is there she said no such thing. <laughs> she did not. Play
0: the best of Chicago. Played Saturday in the park. Oh my God. What happened to you? Twenty five or six two four. You know way too much.
1: Yeah, sorry. The Beatles will demolish Chicago every day. Hard habit to break, it's underrated. Yes, they demolished that too. <laughs> they demolish that. My apologies to Beatle Loyalists. You're right. Uh, Fuck, there could have been a lot worse things. Um That's funny. How long was the concert? So it was cool. We get into SoFi yeah. and what we did, we did a shuttle. They had a shuttle from Inglewood City Hall. Dave, I got to tell you, the whole goddamn thing at SoFi runs so smoothly. It really is pretty cool. We heard a ton of people complaining. Trying to think of what one of the first events in there was. Doesn't matter. But I was there a couple of weeks ago for a Rams game. Yeah. had no problem getting in. You went to the Monday night game.
0: Yeah. Did you have any trouble? No, getting in, no problem. Getting out a little bit longer than we thought, but it wasn't like forever. So, um, we parked at,
1: uh, Inglewood City Hall, and they had shuttles, took you right in, parked in front of the NFL Network, and so you're right there. Yeah. And then you come in, and, I mean, you're it's the same thing, Dave. I don't know how many times I've seen them, but it's when you come in for any show, for you, Chicago, okay? You fuck.
0: <laughs> never seen Chicago.
1: Peterson yeah. I yeah, won't sing. It's still early. When you come in, you see Luke Bryan, you fuck. And you see the stage set up or or whatever, and you're like, holy shit, man. It's on. Like, they're here tonight. It's it's go time. Really, really fun. And so they did a cool thing at the start where everything goes dark, and it, they had four video boards. And the video boards, like one, two, three, four, were just popping up different images of Charlie Watts. Yeah, that's cool. And – And it was just a drum beat that you were hearing. No guitars, anything else. And then uh, it just, it was cool. Images of Charlie Watts. And then they came out, played Street Fighting Man to start it off. And so the set list is shortened, right? I mean, they used to, if you remember seeing them in the rain down at uh, Qualcomm Stadium. I don't know. That felt like a show that they probably played 30, 35 songs. Wow. But that was fucking 25 years ago. Yeah. When he was fucking 54. Um, now he's 78. Dude, that fucking guy came right out, Jagger, and was all over. And yeah. and I do, all kidding aside, I do like McCartney. When I saw McCartney at Petco, he came out, super fun when he comes out. But the voice had a couple of spots, and, and I don't know. Did he sound like Randy Jones? Yeah, a little bit. Randy Jones is starting to sound like throw mama from the train. Oh, and. Like, fuck, how'd they get her to do those spots for Randy? Oh, fuck, that's Randy.
0: Oh, my God. Owen. I, I said, they got Ann
1: Ramsey here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't know. McCartney might have been doing shows every other night, yeah. which can wear you out. Stones are doing like one show a week. Yeah. and uh, But he came right out, dude, and fucking dancing up a storm, singing. The voice sounded great. They did about 22 songs. Couple of things they don't do. They don't do brown sugar anymore. But yeah, dude, they had Steve Jordan on drums. It was great and Ronnie Wood, and and it was a blast. And my kids had a blast. Or so Dave, the guy next to me, uh, goes, hey, and he was probably mid to late sixties, and he goes, hey, you ever seen these guys? And for me, there's there's just no bigger douche in the world than the guy. This is my 79th show. you know. Is that what he said? No, no, no. I'm just oh, saying, I'm about like to me. Say, okay. No, same for like me, right? Like, I saw him in Dusseldorf. I saw him in Venice. You know, I saw him in the early days. Di- Nobody fucking cares, <laughs> right? Nobody cares, asshole. I said, yeah, I've seen him a few times. How about you? And he goes, you know what? It's the first time I've ever oh, seen wow. him. Oh, wow. And I said, no kidding. I go, what are you waiting on? He goes, uh, I don't know, man. He goes, I've always wanted to see him. I grew up with him. I love him. And he goes, I got to tell you, I'm so excited right now. I don't know what to do. Was he by himself? No, he was with his wife. Okay. And uh, Just curious, how old? Yeah, got to be mid to late 60s. Okay. And so I said, well, these two idiots, it's their first show yeah. too, right? With my sons. Were
0: your kids the youngest ones there? I would think yeah. at 13. I mean, when you're yeah. looking around, were you going? these kids,
1: are they, they're the youngest people. Yeah. Here? And what was cool is- um, they knew what it meant to me. Yeah. Like my, my sons know some of the songs. But the guy to my left, Dave, I checked in on him about halfway through. I go, how you doing? He goes, man, he's laughing. He goes, I got to lie. I've had tears in my eyes like three times. I go, good, man. You have fun. He goes, this is great. This is great. So that was really that is cool. cool. And they uh, they crushed it. They absolutely crushed it. And and. That goddamn SoFi Stadium is so nice, it's the first time that I ever understood a word Keith Richards said. That's how good the sound <laughs> system is. Were there seats on the field? Yeah, so what they did was they had a pit. I mean, I call it a mosh pit, but the yeah. average age down there is about 80. No shit. So there was, the stage kind of came out. Uh, they had a long kind of extension of the stage that came out. So Jagger and Richards would go up. They had a girl that sang the, the Gimme Shelter part she came down that and then in the front part of that coming back about 20 i don't know maybe 30 yards was a ga pit where you could stand yeah then they had seats and then they had another ga area in the back but yeah i we were up we were in the fourth deck wow looking straight on at the stage and it was it was great I mean, fuck, that was 250 a ticket. Is that right? Yeah, fuck, Holy man. It fuck. was
0: 1000 bucks. When you were taking pictures, it looked like Jack's head was taller than the scoreboard. Like, you looked like he was above the scoreboard.
1: Oh, yeah, because, well, you know, when you come in, because they built that thing, they had to build it underground yeah. for the FAA. So when you come in, you're at level four, and you're at as high as the scoreboard is. And then everything goes down below. But Dave, uh, man, the acoustics in that place.
0: Right. Unbelievable. Yeah, that was outstanding. How many mattresses do they have hanging from the ceiling in that place? They didn't have any. Really? I'll tell you this. I thought they, the Santa Claus Sports Arena was on to something.
1: Nope. And they didn't have any fucking uh, soccer's banners, though. So fuck L.A. <laughs> did you see this shit? <laughs> that it, it was really fun. And then today, I'm just, uh, I'm at this local sandwich shop. And the girl working goes, uh, she had seen, I was reading Keith Richards' book. Yeah. And she goes, fuck, I love the Stones. So I was saying, oh, yeah, I'm seeing them in a couple of weeks. So we go in today, and she's like, hey, have you been to the Stones, or, or are you going? I go, shit, man, it was Sunday night. And the kid in the back, who's got to be in his mid-20s, was like, I was there. Really? And I go, what'd you think? He goes, damn, I had so much fun. It's so much fun. Yeah. They... Dude, they, the talk is that they rehearse about 80 songs and they're ready to go, but they played Beast of Burden. I haven't fucking heard them play Beast of Burden in forever. Yeah. They played Wild Horses was really cool. Um, oh, yeah, and, and
0: I took Jack and Kate's- What's mo- the song that Woods uses to open a show? Uh,
1: he uses, doesn't he use 9 to 5? Yeah. <laughs> doesn't Doesn't he use i will survive i'm never up in five it's
0: a a stone song it's not a good song um the opening is good like they have a good opening but when you listen to the entire song the song's not a good song i can't think of the song
1: it's funny like i i love like i'm not a huge start me up fan
0: yeah but that was a super famous song yeah i'm not i'm not a big fan of that um I'll be honest with you. At my age, that was the first Rolling Stone song I ever remember. Really? Yeah, because that was early eighties. Um. Yeah. Like I, like they never play
1: under my thumb anymore. They don't. Nope. They haven't played that in a long time. They didn't play Angie the other night. I mean, listen. Yeah. They.
0: they it's. Do they get at least twenty songs in? Yeah, I think it was about twenty-three. Okay. okay. I think it was about twenty-three, and they look. They played a, a lot of cool shit. They didn't. Dude, they're play. moving too. I mean, it's like I mean, yeah. Fuck, Mick's moving. Dude, he is
1: fucking moving and singing yeah. and and going after it. Yeah, I every time, Dave. Every time it's like you think, hey, that that could be it. And I love the band the Blasters. Now the Blasters, it's it's much different, but but Southern California rock. And I have buddies that are like, well, they're they're not the same as they were in '83. I got it, <laughs> I got it. I'm sure the Stones aren't the same as that fucking Altamont. Yeah. But I was telling my sons that that documentary, Gimme Shelter, where um, they play that concert at Altamont. You know the story. And it's a free show. And somebody makes the decision to let the Hells Angels be security. And all of a sudden, like, they're they're in Melvin Belli's office. This is all, like, 72, 73. And they're like, well, what are we doing for security? Well, we got the Hells Angels lined up. Oh, okay. Sounds like a great idea. <laughs> the fucking stage is right, right on the ground. Yep. I mean, Mick Jagger's three feet up, just a small little riser. Hell's angels just come flying in Dave and they park their bikes right in front of the stage. And they're just begging people to do, to hit the bikes yeah. so they can start shit. And, uh, Ron Woods, the guitarist now, it started with Brian Jones, but at this time it was a guy named Mick Taylor. So, Mick Taylor, as you're looking at from Charlie Watts, Mick Taylor's to the right, and they show this one fucking Hell's Angel who is all jacked up on who knows what, and he's foaming at the mouth. And Jagger's trying to sing, and you're like, this motherfucker is going to eat somebody's ear off in a minute. But then all of a sudden, this huge scrum breaks out. This is what I was telling my sons. Huge scrum breaks out in front, and Jagger's like, everybody chill out. Everybody chill out. Well, Keith Richards is so fucked up himself yeah. that he doesn't even know. So Charlie Watts stops, Mick Jones stops, Bill Wyman, the bassist stop, Jagger stops, and the only thing you hear is Jagger yelling, hey, hey, man. And in the back, you just hear, dan, 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 dan. And he's like, Keith. He's fucking from me to you. He's screaming at Keith! Keith! And fucking Keith Richards is just completely <laughs> oblivious to what's going on. He just keeps fucking playing. And you can see Jagger's two feet in front of yes. Keith Richards. It's six feet in front of Keith Richards. Guys are just getting the fucking shit beat out of him. And he just keeps playing the same fucking riff. And Jagger's just screaming at him, Knock it off! And then ultimately, that guy got murdered. And oh my God. You see gosh. the guy get killed right in the fucking scene. But dude, they just, uh, it's great. It's fucking great. And I always say, I never know, man. Like, that's the thing, Dave. Haven't seen them, gosh, I don't know how many times. And every time, fuck, when I saw them 25 years ago, I thought that was it. Cause they're fucking 57.
0: Would, would you ever go back? Or is this, yes, it? you would.
1: Yeah. And they're talking that they may do it next year. As the 60th, I'll never bring, I'll never fucking go to another show with both of my kids, though, and their mom. (laughs) Ever.
0: Again. Holy fuck, I lost my shit. Now, here's a a couple questions I get. because People say, man, it's pretty cool that Jeff brought the whole family. Yeah, last time. I sold all of them. All right. So did you, okay, here, I'll just ask ask questions that the people, when they bring it up and they say how great it is. Yeah. Because you always talk about what a great relationship you have, even though you're going through a divorce. Yeah. One, did you pay for all the tickets? Yes. It was all on you. But but that was the plan from yeah. day one. Got it. Okay. That was yeah. the plan from but day it, one. Uh, no, there's no gotcha in this thing. I'm just no, no, no. saying some of the stuff. Because pe- a lot of people but don't I'll have to. I'll never real- do that again, too. Okay. <laughs> some people... Okay. And so... And you, you've done this now a few times. You went to a hockey game the night before. Yeah. Okay. So the question is, because so many people have been divorced. Divorce mm-hmm. isn't unusual now. It happens all the time. And... A matter of fact, more people get divorced than stay married. So it's not, not unusual. And a lot of people don't have the relationship that you have. The other question that people ask me, you volunteer to take your ex and you'll, you buy tickets. Mm -hmm. Does she take you to places? Is one of the questions back. Does she buy tickets to something and say, Hey, I bought a fourth.
1: No, but they don't really do that. Okay. So it's a different situation. Without going too far down the rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah,
0: you don't need to share anything yeah, you want to share. I'm just saying, this yeah, is what the, gets asked to me all the time.
1: Yeah, the finances are more challenging for her than they are for me. Yeah. So it's 100% cool. Um, It's just when the three of them together are together, it's such an annoying fucking dynamic that I just, I was just like, you know, I'm not doing this shit anymore.
0: Yeah. Fuckers annoy the shit out of me. So if you did it again, you would take one kid.
1: Yeah, I'd take Jack.
0: Yeah. Does <laughs> Jack more into
1: music? Uh, he's just the least annoying of the three. <laughs> he knows it. Fuck. You have, when Josh and Jake were kids, yeah. and everybody goes through this, they're 13. Yeah. Well, mine were five years apart. I got it. But did you have one that just never got the message to shut the fuck up? No.
0: No. They oh, they, they both were. I just you know what I did. I told you, I used to look at them like John Gruden, like I was going to rip their head off if they started to behave the way I didn't want them to behave. And
1: well, they just stopped. I will say this, though. My son, Cade, was just being a fucking dick. He just wouldn't shut the fuck up. Did he not want to be there? Or was he just tired from the night before? No, he's just being fucking annoying as a kid. And so we're walking in. I go, you know what, man? I'm just telling you. Enjoy the fuck out of this because it's the last time we're doing. And he goes, what? And I go, that's it. I go, listen, I'm just telling you guys. In theory, I thought this would be a lot of fun. I go, this is kind of bullshit. You're all annoying the fuck out of me. And I go. Uh, I was looking forward to this night. I said, the you way guys I know what go. I'm looking forward to. Yeah. I go, I'm go. i just fucking telling you, enjoy the night. It's the last time we're doing this as a group. Yeah. And so uh, his mom knew I was pissed, fucking had it with her that time. Jack had been fucking shithead, done with him. <laughs> And, uh, and Cade was just a fucking ringleader. <laughs> just a fucking ringleader of the most annoying fucking group of people I could have ever met in my life.
0: And so... Uh, you should have just gone with Bernie.
1: I should have. <laughs> like, I did the Rose Bowl. <laughs> so people thought that, like, it was a shot at Cade that I took the picture of Jack... Uh, But to say it wasn't, I I only did that because Jack was supposed to go with me to the Rose Bowl and he got fucked out of it. And so for me and Jack, we've talked about this a lot. So no, it was no shot at at their mom or Cade, even though they were insanely annoying as a group. But I'm not sure if I mentioned that yet. (laughs) So, uh, so she takes, um, she takes Cade to get something to eat. And she's like, do you need anything? I'm like, I'm fine. We're fine. And nobody's pouting. I'm just like, because it's still the stones. It's like, it's going to be great. But it's just annoying times three to my right. And they leave. So it's me and two seats and Kate. Yeah. So Kate gets up, comes over, he sits down, and he goes, uh, what, tater tot? Tater tot. He's just, you know, he's just eating. He's a little sheepish. And I go, no, I don't. And he goes, uh, hey, dad, I'm sorry. And I, you know what, dude, save it. I go, I fucking hear that shit all the time. And I go, I don't fucking need it. And he goes, no, hang on, let me finish. He goes, I 100% know what this night means to you. And he goes, I get it. I've been a dick. I'm sorry. I really am. I'm sorry. And I hope I didn't wreck the night what's your fucking kid? And I go that's all you need. So from that point for the rest of the yeah, night. They were not, all fun. Not easy to say I'm sorry. No, he was great. Yeah. And so we had a blast and I told him. I said, dude, that's that's all we need. It was great. Good. So yeah, he had fun. And that's a thing, right? Yeah. And so he was into it, and Jack was into it. and Their mom had a great time. So, yeah, they annoyed the fuck out of me. But thankfully, they all rallied by the time the show started, and we had a great time. That is cool. That, but then, that's cool. You did you see my tweet? Uh, yeah, we had a blast. And at the end of the night, we go back to this hotel we're staying at. And I go... uh Dude, I should have taken that goddamn tater tot. I haven't eaten anything since 1 o'clock. <laughs> the tater tot. And, over. He's, and Kate's laughing. He goes, hey, I think they have stuff in the lobby. You want to go down to the lobby of the hotel? It's like 1.30 in the morning on Sunday. And I go, sure, let's go. So we go down, and it's like just the most random. No bugles. But uh, <laughs> just like the most random selection yeah. of shit. And, dude, it was great. He goes, and he goes, hey, Dad. They got Hot Pockets here. <laughs> I go, yeah? I start laughing. He goes, Dad, I make them all the time for lunch. He goes, I'm telling you, if you buy it, I'll make it for you. And I go, dude, I'm in. I swear to God, Dave, I don't know when I've ever had one. So he and I, 1.30 in the morning,
0: sitting in this lobby, and it was outstanding. Yeah, you're going to remember it.
1: It was outstanding. You I go, know what's
0: so funny you, you, you say that is – I'm coming up on a 30th anniversary in January. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of crazy. 30, 30 years. i will got another story to add to that too in a second. But um, so the other day I'm by San Diego State and yeah. I met my wife at San Diego State and she used to live. We met each other because she lived upstairs. I lived on the first floor. She lived on the second floor. The
1: 99th floor of my block. Yeah. <laughs> Let's
0: <laughs> we, get off my cloud right there. We met each other that time. But you, and at that age at, you know, 18 years old, Dude, right? no, nobody has any fucking money. And we would sit there, and we would go at like two in the morning to that goddamn Denny's that's next to DZ Aikens. You know what I'm talking about when Marie yeah. Calendars is and stuff. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it's so, right by their house. Yes, yes.
1: 30, yeah, half a mile from my from my condo.
0: And so we would. That was our thing. We would go in the middle of the night, hit Denny's, and we'd get a house salad like for a dollar. You guys did with, with the ranch. And that Denny's right there yeah. off of 70th. Yeah
1: holy shit and so i was thinking That's about this awesome.
0: the other day because i drove right by it and i mean i haven't been in that area in forever and i drove by it and she doesn't listen to this fucking show yeah but on our 30th anniversary when i said we're going out and we'll go somewhere nice afterwards first stop's gonna be that guy dang dennis
1: I, i'm not gonna let you do it you want to <laughs> hear my story <laughs> go ahead let's hear him why, I'm, I'm I'm telling why, you, why am i gonna fail no it's not the, it's it's a great idea okay.
0: i was thinking we go for the house Al, and then we hit like a ruth chris right after
1: Yeah, no, it's a great idea in theory.
0: Here's why you don't do it. Okay.
1: So when I was dating, first started dating my wife. Yeah. We went uh, to a New Year's Eve party. So New Year's Eve, 04 into 05. We're at ESPN 800. We're dating. And I'm like, fuck, this is great. So we go, and she's having a few drinks. I'm driving, and we're kind of over, I guess it's kind of like, North park. We're in the North park area. And so we're done. And, uh, like shit, man, I want to grab something to eat. Are you hungry at all? She goes, I I could eat something. It's late. Nothing's open. So we go to Rudford's on El Cajon Boulevard, right down at like, uh, like what would that be? Like 28th and El Cajon Boulevard. Okay. Okay. Old school restaurant. Been there for a thousand years. Like, Christmas decorations are still up, and we, we sit in this little booth. It's just me and her. We get a bite to eat, and it was goddamn great. It was so goddamn great, man. And it just, we, we laughed, and we had a blast, and relationship just got better. So the following year, we're kind of hanging out on New Year's Eve. And I go, uh, she she goes to bed early, man. She still does. So I go, just do me a favor. Hang, stay up tonight. Just stay up. I got an idea. Like, Can't we just do something like, can't we watch CNN and see it at nine and call? I go, no, we got to stay up. (laughs) So she goes, okay. So she stays up. We're living together in La Mesa. And uh, we start driving. She goes, what are we doing? I go, you'll figure it out. So we get to a certain spot. She starts laughing. She puts it together. She goes, oh, shit. I go, think about how much our life has changed for the better since we were here, it was such a fun night. But at that point we knew we were getting married and you're like, this is great. So we go back in and it's the same thing because yeah. it's the same time of year, And the der- decorations are up and about two bites in. We're like, what the fuck, fuck are we, we doing? <laughs> it's a- now, listen, I bet me, Jack and Cade yeah. could probably go down there and crush French toast or my son, Jack yeah. loves biscuits and gravy i'm just telling
0: you dave let the memory be yeah, that's funny you might actually me- think i actually did something romantic if i do it that's my thing i was like shit she might go wow. you remember oh, uh, okay listen here's what i'll tell you, you yeah do. how about if you do this okay it's only a goddamn dollar house salad or the fuck it is now probably six bucks now no don't do that you go <laughs> you go there you go somewhere nice yeah. Right?
1: I'd tell you to go to Riviera and La Mesa, but you'd have to cook your own steak there. And I you'd be fucking places. done. I yeah, you wouldn't places. do that.
0: Fuck that. I went to one in downtown. It was the dumbest idea ever.
1: Yeah. there's. I don't even know, man. There's not really a, a steakhouse. Like, you'd have to go downtown. Yeah. But what you do, dude, at the end, is bring her there for dessert. because uh, But
0: that's not what we had. We always had the same thing. We had the house salad with ranch dressing, because it's all we could afford was a dollar here and there. Like, we right. didn't have a pot to piss in. Nothing. You know, that was it. So, I, okay. So speaking of this. I do like that. I like the idea, though. Okay. Maybe. What about during the day? And then go to a nice dinner at night. Could you do it for lunch? We could. We, we Do that. We, we could. So we, um, God dang it. So I, I on Facebook, which I'm not on Facebook as much as I used to be, we always talk about different social media platforms that we use or that we like yeah so i looked at facebook today and it said on here it's my seventh friendship anniversary with my friend shannon who you met oh yeah
1: yeah yeah. <laughs> i okay. saw your post you saw the post yes, right of course. did
0: you see vera jump yes. in Yes. and, and my wife's you. not on any social media she has no fucking her, idea mind your business oh my god that uh, was great so for the people listening basically what i wrote was um i go shannon is people often say is the female version of me but she's she's better i am grateful for her friendship you close know? female
1: yeah close family friend yes oh we
0: see her all the time and her husband sean
1: sean okay yeah
0: great guy yes great kids the whole deal we're we're all very close their family our family right. and, and we have a group of friends in this community that we're all extremely close
1: but today the facebook memory yeah.
0: happened to show that it was for her and so i said something nice yes and here comes vera no, Rita Palais is <laughs> the nicest person. And I was like...
2: <laughs> I saw yeah, it. You
0: saw that? And yes. I had it right back. Like, she thought I was cheating on my wife.
1: It it makes me crazy why people can't mind their own fucking business. Yeah. Because you get this. If, uh, like I said the other night, Sunday night at the Stones concert... uh. Jack and I had tried to do this for three fucking years. We finally get there and I got a picture of my son, Jack. Yeah. Well, Cade's great too. Hey, nobody said, I mean, he's acting like an asshole for the first two hours, but you know what? I'm aware of what my son is. I have a very close relationship. I also have a very close understand that if you have twins or even if you have three kids or two kids that are five years apart, you know what you got to fucking do? Treat them as individuals. Have individual memories with each fucking kid to let them know that they matter. And yeah. it's not just part of the unit. So how about you let Dave fucking celebrate <laughs> his
0: friendship? He didn't move in with Shannon. No, she literally found my dog. Like, when remember I got ripped yes. off online for that dog? Yes. She immediately went and found another dog.
1: And they have all been insanely nice to yes. me for 25 years. And so when I saw that, I go, oh, yeah. I know what Shannon's all about. We laugh all the time. She's great, <laughs> but whether it's Christy or yes. Brian or Raider Mike or or yes. any of the yeah, rest you know of them all. the group, you know the whole group that um, are so great, Woody and yes. and who are Dave? I'm, I'm mind blanking. The the husband and wife that lived close to Woody that would come over. I feel like they're Steelers fans. Oh yeah. Um, um, I'm sorry to put you on the spot. No I haven't
0: seen them in a while. Um, but anyways. Yeah. All, all friends that all knew each other and have been trying to complete blank. Well, I know Patty's the wife I can't think of the yeah. husband's name Who I've known for years and, and coached with
1: Well and
0: yeah Right now Christy's screaming in the fucking radio hey, She yelling. can fucking calm down too. <laughs> uh, All of them But it's great yeah.
1: But it's like Yeah if you do one thing Well hey you know Hey yeah. Shh Out of you <laughs> Shh Stay in your lane Okay, we got it here. So, yes, I saw it,
0: and then I enjoyed uh, Vera's comedy. Oh, my gosh. Fucking Vera jumps in. Oh, my gosh. All right, so you just brought something up that we always talk about people that kind of step up, that Mm -hmm. nice, nice people that do things. We're just talking about divorce. Um, I heard this story today, which completely kind of caught me off guard. One of my closest friends, Matt, who you know as well, big boxing guy, used to to talk all the time. When Matt was six years old, his parents got divorced, married this guy named Jeff. Well, Jeff, super, super nice guy. They never had kids together. Uh, she had two kids, Matt and his sister, from a previous marriage. When Matt's biological father got sick a few years ago, Alzheimer's, dementia, the whole deal, Matt had to fly him from Los Angeles to Ohio and put him in a home. Mm-hmm. $6,000 a month to take care of his dad. Well, I, didn't know, I was just yeah. found all this out today. Well, his stepdad paid for it every month. Really? Paid the six grand every month. And then Matt's dad passed away about a year ago. We even talked about it on the, on the show because he that had totally. so much of my childhood. I found out today that ever since he passed away, Jeff goes back to that same home every week and brings like 72 donuts. Every, How cool is that? To the people that are in there. And they all look forward. Here comes the donut man. How cool and is that? It's pretty cool. I mean, I was like, you yeah. talk about, didn't have to. Didn't have yeah. to step up, be a great stepdad. Didn't have to step up and pay the bills, the 6000 a month. And then still, without anybody knowing, went and, and did this. And so I was talking to my mom because it was her birthday yesterday. Yeah, happy and, birthday, Ruth. And so she was saying that he calls her first thing, seven o'clock in the morning, first one every every year. Really? And he does it to everybody. Everybody he knows on their birthday, he calls them. Doesn't do the oh, Facebook okay. Hey, Happy birthday. Hope you have a great day. None of that stuff. It's a phone call every time to every person he knows. Good dude.
1: Dude, I tell you, Dave, um, um, well, this is kind of cool. I would say this for a long time, I was a dad to two, yeah, and a stepdad to a third, and now I'm a dad to three. Yep, and the step has gone out of it. And that to me is the coolest. That's, I mean, I'm going to Chicago in April, we're going, um, Uh, Just me and him. He lives there in Chicago. And I called him and I go, you know, we have a great relationship. Yep. And I go, hey, I'm coming to town. He's like, oh, man, you got a show? What's going on? I go, no, just coming. He goes, what are you doing? I go, What am I doing? It's what are we doing? He goes, yeah, what are we doing? I go, we're fucking going to see the Hawks and the Kraken on Thursday night. And we're going to see uh, Cubs Milwaukee at Wrigley on Friday. I go, we're spend the day in the city just fucking around on Saturday. Or if you gotta work, I'll just fucking run the city. I don't care. And I said, and then I'm flying back on Sunday. He goes, shut up. I go, I'm not lying. I go, I'm fucking flying out. He goes, why? I go, just uh, hang. Cool. Unless you don't want me to. He goes, fuck no, I can't wait. <laughs> and so yeah, we're doing that in we're doing that in April, man. But I'm I'm telling you, having worn both hats, when they tell you Hey, I'm just telling you, I don't don't tell anybody you're my stepdad, you're my dad. Fuck, it's the coolest thing, because these other two fuckheads (laughs) don't have any say in it. (laughs) And by the way, this is why I love, this is why I will always love their mom, and why I just love my kids so much. They know they're annoying as shit. They know they bugged the shit out of me on Sunday. And like at the end, when we got home the other day, they're all like, we love you. That was awesome. Thank you very much. Cool. And I'm like, I can't be mad at them. And they just go back to being annoying as shit today. And, uh, but that's what your family does, right?
0: Yes, that's what, do. that's, yeah. that's what they do. Vic, by the way, is the name. It just popped in my God head. Goddamn, Dave. How do we forget? I was about Where'd to get hammered by that if I didn't get that thing down. It's, it's, yeah, I didn't mean
1: to put you on the spot. No, but they're just all good people that when we bump into them at yeah. birthdays or anything else, uh, they're, yeah, I love those guys. So Vera, hey,
0: yeah, mind back your off. business. Back
1: back off read the room so read the room what the (laughs) last time vera walked into a room and said (laughs) true give me a second to read this room.
0: (laughs) Uh, so i I saw a good friend lisa ann on saturday oh fuck i I, I got a story about her oh my gosh so i saw her on saturday and it was uh we always do this this charity benefit jeff donates money i put do money for it as well but it's an alzheimer's walk yeah so we're always proud to be part of it and um uh, right before I left, she it was great seeing her and, and yeah. people that supported her cause.
1: She's coming up in a couple of weeks because the new book's
0: coming out in December, fantastic. so she'll be back. That's fantastic. So she goes, uh, she goes, you know, hey, what's the deal with your goddamn dream? Like, why are people writing to me about your dream? Oh, fuck. And I was like, have you heard it yet? She goes, I'm going to listen to it on the way back to New York. And I go, I'll just save you some fucking time. And so I, I told her about the dream yeah. uh, that I mentioned on the show last week where um basically she, she comes to the house with yeah. hardly any clothes on and says she's exhausted so i find a room for her. yeah and then i walk away since they sleep as long as you need to and she's dying laughing yeah and i said I, I go i couldn't uh i didn't finish in the dream i just found a room for you and she, i go you know how many people have written to me since that story and said by the way we've all had that dream and we've all finished <laughs> and she just gave me a big hug and goes I love you, Dave. <laughs> that, she, was, that was it. She's cool
1: as shit, though. It was great seeing her. So, my story from the walk. We did the walk two years ago with her, and she and I are walking. And we're just bullshitting. My sons are. My son Cade's with Missy Martinez, which is unbelievable. He, these guys don't even know. No, I mean they might know now, but because they're high school, yeah, of course. And enough guys on that football team probably know who she is. And like your dad's friends with her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I never say anything. Nobody said anything back to me. But this is who she is. We're walking. We're talking about different things, kids, the the charity that we had done, raising money for different things. And all of a sudden, she looks to her right, and we're at, uh, was it Huntington Beach? Yeah. Yeah. We look to our right, and there's a lifeguard kind of garage area, kind of like a shack. And there's a girl there, like in a, She's got like the one piece top and like a pair of white cotton shorts on. And uh so we're walking and we're just kind of chatting. She and she stops and she grabs me by the elbow. She goes, Hey, I just gotta tell you something. I go, Yeah, what's that? She goes, You see that girl right there? I go, yeah. I would rock that girl's world. I mean, (laughs) I would rock her world, and she would remember it for the rest of her life. I'm dying, man. I'm dying. So today, she's doing a Facebook live talk, right? Yeah. So all our dopes in our fantasy football league, and we'll get to those idiots, especially one in a second. But we're all talking. uh, We have a group chat. Everybody's talking. She was smart. Got the fuck out of it day one. And I said, you know, I'm going to jump into this chat. So she's in there, and, yeah, you know, I'm watching her. She's saying hi. And she's got like 500 people watching her. Hey, Marvin, how are you? Yeah, I'd be concerned about the injuries. Hi, John. Yeah, the book's coming out in December. Right? She's just nice answering questions. So the name of my team is the Bathtub Lifeguard Association. Yep. After her famous, famous movie. Scene. So I just write a message. I go, how nervous are you uh, about the up-and-coming bathtub lifeguard association? Hey, Mary, great to see you, everything. Oh, uh, listen, I'm not (laughs) worried at all about the lifeguards. I'm not worried about anybody in that league. I'm running that league. I got a couple of people on bye week and you know it. You know we're going to match up again. I'm going to run you again. She
0: She was talking shit on Saturday, too.
1: Dude, it is the funniest
0: shit ever. Uh, with that, she loves being in this league, loves it. I hope so, man. She, she does. She just says, "Dude, she's crushing us." Oh, she's crushing everybody. Not even close. She's beating everybody by like fifty points. Yeah, it might every be goddamn higher. game. It's ridiculous. No, but I mean, like overall oh, points, she's killing us. Dude. Yeah, she, every game is a blowout. She and she's laughing. She said, "Last year she ripped my buddy Jimmy Hughes. Yeah, shredded him. Oh my god, did she loves it that she's beating the dog shit out of all of us? Yeah." But I
1: just jumped in, hey, you nervous about the lifeguards? Oh, I'm not nervous about nothing. And people watching.
0: They're like, she has Tourette's.
1: Yeah. They're all trying to <laughs> choke one out. They're like, God, stop yelling. <laughs> Angry Lisa? I'm just dying. <laughs> Takes the bait immediately. Um, I need everybody in this audience. We rarely ask for things like this, but I need everybody in this audience to just think good thoughts for our friend Kenyatta. Jeez, Louise. Kenyatta requested on social media. Insanely talented guy, right? Now it comes to football. No, it's just I'll get to that point. <laughs> but from a musical point of perspective, outstanding, right? Every picture you see, the guy looks like he just walked off a magazine cover. Yeah, well,
0: great. Maybe he can do the halftime show for the real championship game. He's Jesus. Got a heart of
1: gold. Wonderful guy. And I told him today, I go. You're the worst manager I've ever seen. His fucking trades are shit. And but I said you are like the Padres. I That's go about to
0: say Jay Preller.
1: should I, hire him. I said you have an owner of your team that everybody loves and the guy pulling the strings can't get it figured out. <laughs> I didn't point out that they're one and the same guy. But he's my guy. Yeah. He's your guy. He loves this show for some reason. I have no idea why. Oh my God. And he got uh, and he's over. He's 0-6. This
0: guy's fucking John McKay when he took over the Buccaneers. Dude, He's Mike McCoy had a win. Okay? Key, I hate to point that out. Mike McCoy had a fucking win with this team, kid. You think Kenyatta wears a visor on Sundays watching his team? No.
1: Kenyatta wears a sweetest... He's got fedoras. He
2: is the man.
1: He doesn't fuck around with visors. I love the guy. He brings this stupid show so much street cred. But his team is shit. (laughs) And he listens to this and he fucking puts it out on social media. But we do have good news. I said to him today at the end of the year party, uh, he's going to perform for us. Is that right? I'm so fired up, dude. He's so great. Now, I have another question for you. Usually the party is just for those within the group.
0: Yeah. But I feel like we should invite a few others as I don't well. mind. I was just looking at seats. So we have, let's see, three, five, but enough for about seven, right? Unless uh, people brought chairs.
1: Yeah, I mean, we got... They
0: could, could bring their own folding chair. I don't know what to tell you. We have, but we have about seven seats in here. Yeah. That you and I aren't using.
1: Yeah. Sorry, sweaty palms. Lisa's not going to be here, okay? So, what,
0: what does she call them? She calls them... Uh,
1: feverish masturbators.
0: Yeah, for feverish masturbators... <laughs> There was a guy that showed up, and she just gives me the look. Feverish masturbator. Oh, God. Dude, I'm telling you, man. Dude, that
1: line is so fucking funny to me. She shreds people. Yeah, yeah she had no time for my shit today. Yeah, was I've great. never
0: looked at a girl that was looking at me and go, man, she's a feverish masturbator. That's probably Not true. Once.
1: No. <laughs> Not once. Not uh, once. But, yeah. If you guys could all just keep uh, my buddy Kenyatta in your thoughts. Oh, boy. we got to get...
0: He's got to get at least... Urban Meyer got a win last week, for Christ's sakes.
1: Goddamn, Urban Meyer got a win,
2: Keith.
1: (laughs) Even Gruden. Hey, we didn't get into Gruden, but I want
0: to get into this real quick. How are we doing time-wise? Fine. It's up to you. Uh, I got two other things I want to mention to you. That's it.
1: Don't you think the Raiders... And I don't know if we touched on this a little bit the other night.
0: We did. We said they made the right move, and we were ahead of it.
1: We were ahead of it. But I think... Talking to buddies of mine that are Raider fans that have watched this team, and I don't know if you saw today what Josh Jacobs said, Dave. No. But he said it was unbelievable on the sideline not to have people screaming at you, not to have people cussing at you. Wow. If a penalty was called, the mindset was, okay, guys, let's go get ready. Next play. And They said they felt like the whole vibe on the sideline had changed and changed in a positive way. Yeah. Now, they beat the Broncos, yeah. which is good. They they still have a on lot the of road.
2: Ga-
1: Yeah, yeah, on the road. Greg Olson hadn't called offensive plays in six years. Yeah. Uh, right? Basacci had never been a head coach. He's always just been a special team. Yeah. But you remember when he was here on Mike McCoy's staff? Yeah. The guys like Weddle used to speak very highly of him. It's just that Mike McCoy was such a dipshit that they wouldn't let anybody have access to any of the coaches. And then he got the fuck out and went to Dallas and then eventually came back here. But... I didn't see Mark Davis was on Real Sports last month. Yeah. But on the new one with Bryant Gumbel that came out last night, they interviewed DeMora
0: Smith. Yeah, I watched it.
1: And he called out, without calling out, Mike Tarico and called out Tony Dungy for turning their back on him and apologizing for John Gruden. I agree 100%. Yeah.
0: I agree 100% with that. Good for him. Have you had any, I had this happen to me even today. I was at Lowe's. Somebody today recognized me and said to me, what do you think about Gruden? And I said, they did the right thing. Yeah. He had to go. Yeah. And the response was, come on, people are too sensitive. Oh, bullshit. And I went, hold on a second. You know, who are the players and who's, who's, and you got to go, wait a second. I go, I watched that Bears Raiders game. The effort was shit. Terrible. I told including Josh Jacobs, there are four guys on that Raiders team that were teammates with my son. I know how they play. I've watched them play through college and the pros. And I'm telling you, the effort wasn't there. These yeah. guys weren't going to run through a wall for John Gruden and won, and they shouldn't. No. You say whatever you want. You're a professional. When the guy who's your head coach basically you know is a blatant racist, there's no way you're playing hard I, for that guy. It, he it, had to go. Yeah, and embarrass
1: the franchise.
0: But I've had white people say this to me, going, oh, he shouldn't have been let go. Cancel culture. I'm like, oh, bullshit. It's embarrassing.
1: Yeah, plus he sucked.
0: Yeah, he, he, he underachieved. Did you watch the fucking play calling? It sucked. Yeah.
1: And, and he completely had, had just strangled the life out of that organization. But, Dave, I'll say this. They could have been undefeated, right? They could have been 4-1 and one in one of those teams. Still he has to absolutely go. has to go. Not, yeah. yeah. I was
0: ready. To, remember, I told you. I was ready to throw the whole team away. I'm done. They keep this guy. I can't be a fan of this team. That's, it goes against everything you and I are about.
1: Yeah. I, I just, uh, yeah. it
0: was It was ridiculous.
1: Yeah. I mean uh Anybody says shit like that, it's just it's it's awful.
0: Yeah, and 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 it's I don't I know you haven't seen the real sports, but when you watch the Morris Smith talk and he says, you know, basically I got thick skin, but when you're going to sit yeah. there and it hurts my family, you know, my yeah. family was hurt by it. it, it, it that bothered him, and he has every right to have his feelings hurt by that.
1: uh I mean, I just, there's a lot of people that could have been impacted by those comments that have been insanely nice to this show. Yeah. And I just feel like you and I would be incredible hypocrites if we said to them, thank you for supporting us in everything you do. But I know John Gruden said really despicable things about you, Uh, maybe not directly, but in general terms, they hurt you. But hey, come on, come on, females, bullshit. (laughs) Fuck
0: that guy. Fuck that guy. And the point was brought up. What made him feel so comfortable to the people he was talking to that he could write those emails to those Huge same people? question. Right? Yeah. Huge a- question. Absolutely. Yeah. Two things I want to bring up. Um mm-hmm. I told you I had a name of a guy that was dropping out as far as no yes. interest in managing the Padres, and it's Mike Sosha. Mike Sosha has no interest in being one of the, the candidates. I know he's not on the list. He was brought up on this show though. Yeah. And uh Mike Sosha basically is not interested in managing him in the major leagues, period. He's, wow just after You're the usa baseball that? i am i am i thought mike social would be a guy that would be interested uh but not not the padres situation but he didn't say the padres he said uh in baseball in general not interested in being a manager again interesting the other question i have for you do you watch the show succession at all it's on hbo no, you know
1: what's funny it's I, right
0: up your alley i was watched it today first episode of season three uh i love elston
1: Elston's one yep. of my favorite guys. And I really do like as much as I fuck around because Steve rigs that stupid music trivia thing. Um, I love that segment they do with Craig on Friday. And then I always want to write shit down and I always forget. I, I don't know what the fuck squid games are. Yeah, I don't either. But um, I mean, I know everybody's talking about it. I know yep. where to find it on Netflix. Right. And so my kid, I go, what is that? Power Rangers? That's what the <laughs> hell i My kid's like, dad, shut up. <laughs> had no time for my shit at all.
0: The, the lead guy on there is Brian. On Squid uh, Games? Uh, no, no, on Succession. Well, hang on. Yeah. So
1: that's what I was going to say, because Elston is so good at that, and I give he, Paul, Ben, and Steve, I really do, the chemistry with those guys, because they all find shows that kind of one guy may like and the other don't, but they hit it. And when he was hyping up Succession yeah. the other day and saying. It, 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 you would love it. You didn't made me think of Dave is the way he got me hooked on. I give Craig full credit for getting me hooked on Ozark. Yeah.
0: Which I love. Oh, that's funny. Ozark's great.
1: And Ozark's coming back in January. So when he talked about that, um, and I go, okay.
0: So what's how many
1: seasons now?
0: This was they've only episode one of season three. They started this week. It was, okay. it was Sunday night, but I just watched it today. All um, right,
1: I, gotta, I will. I've got okay. HBO Max, but it, it, so I'll it's go basically, back to
0: it's like, it's like Fox is what it is. It's like Rupert Murdoch.
2: Oh, and, yeah. And,
0: and basically, he has the kids and the whole deal. Who's going to take over? Is he ready to let somebody take over the whole deal? But the, the lead actor who plays the dad is a guy named Brian Cox. Yeah. He drops fuck off like eight times a show. It, he, is, it is so up your alley despite the fuck off. One of his kids asked him, hey, dad, do you want me to ride with you? Yeah, sure. You want to suck my dick? Jesus. And then fuck off. Shut fuck. the door. <laughs> and I'm like, this guy would not take his kids to the Rolling Stones concert. No. Yeah. But it is, it is right up reality. It's, it's really, really well written. And you know who uh, who the executive producers are? Who's are that? Wolf Farrell and Adam McKay. Dude, those guys. Yeah. I mean, pretty impressive when you think yeah. they did step brothers and here they are yeah. doing a show like this. Yeah. Because it's not meant to be a comedy, just so you know.
1: Um, I gotta my son Cade wants to watch. Are you watching Ted Lasso?
0: I haven't gotten to it yet. I'm actually, Have you watched my, season one? No, here's the deal. My My mother wants to see the show. She's coming to town for seven fucking weeks. So okay. I shouldn't say it like that, but she's coming to town for seven weeks, yeah. and I'm going to start watching it when she comes to town because she wants to see it, and I got a password to see it. It's five bucks a month, you it's, cheap well, bastard. Well, when it's free, it's free. What do you want me to do? Fucking guy with your
1: crocodile arms. What do you want me to do? Um, I watched the first season of it, loved it. Yeah. And then uh, I, th- I feel like they were doing, I feel like they were splitting it up. Like there was some reason why I didn't just jump in immediately on season two. I think I was waiting for it to go to the end. And I, I know a little bit, but I won't say anything. I know kind of the one little hitch, that happens in season two, but I don't know the buildup and, and how it gets to that point, but there's a bit of a, a, a heel turn. Okay. Using the old WWE (laughs) term. And, uh, so I wanted to get to it, but my, my son wants to watch it. So yeah, he's, uh, he's coming over, uh, Friday night. And so I told him, I said, we're going to get into that and we'll get going. But yeah, I'll watch, uh, I'm down with Succession. Cool. Yeah, you
0: love it. No drug. I want to steer you in a direction to go. What the fuck this? You're gonna be okay. No, right I love away.
1: that dude. That main guy has been in a couple of yeah. other
0: things that I saw too. He's really good in. So no, I know who he
1: is. And in that fucking nerd um, from Ferris Bueller?
0: Yeah, he's in there in it too? too. Yeah, Cameron from, Fer- Cameron from Ferris Bueller.
1: A fucking door. I'll
0: go. I'll go. I'll go. I'm
1: go.
0: <laughs> right, gonna yeah. keep calling.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that that Elston bit on fridays is really good but i've never gone and checked out have you checked out the crossing streams podcast no
0: i haven't i always feel bad for craig i'm like poor craig doesn't get off the fucking couch with that goddamn pug in his lap sitting there eating fucking bugles gaining weight and shit for a five-minute segment with ben and woods all those hours yeah guy knows more than him let's
1: try (laughs) i keep his eyes open (laughs) watching (laughs)
0: episode four was that a yawn no Yes, no. I just swallowed a gun. <laughs>
1: That's a fucking great book. Oh, bit. my
0: gosh. All right. Hey, when I mentioned Taylor May Pools, I got exciting news for you with Taylor May Pools. Guess what? Call them and ask them about available financing. This is brand no. new. How about that?
1: <laughs> no. No
0: excuse not to, f- to have your pool. A friend of mine, which I had no idea, called Taylor May Pools, didn't ask me for any favors because I know yeah. Alan Taylor. And I was told, dude, just finish my pool with Taylor May Pools. It's fucking awesome. Three kids, they can't wait. They're looking oh, forward to it. It's so good. It. But this is what we're talking about. You're making family memories right in the backyard. Taylor May Pools are the people to talk to. Alan Taylor is standing by. Again, ask about the available financing. More than 20 years in San Diego. Alan Taylor is your guy for the dream pool of your family's dreams. Basically, make your backyard a staycation. This is where you're going to be. 619 449 4452. Alan and Amy
1: have been watching the ABC videos. Always be closing. Dave, (laughs) do you like the pool? What's it going to take to get you in the pool? I'm just not sure I can write a check that big. Can we work on a monthly plan? I bet we could. I think we have a deal.
2: (laughs) I love it.
1: Man, there is nothing like a tailor-made pool And we've said it. There were so many days in the summer when the Santa Anas had kicked in. We would sit down in this goddamn garage and felt like it was a thousand degrees. Now you go out at night, starting to feel a little bit like uh, fall. Uh, My son and I were out last night. We had to run to the mall, and I said, dude, it's crazy. In like five weeks, Christmas lights are going to be up. Everything's going. But you know what never changes? The seasons may change. The calendar may change. It never changes that either on the weekend during the day or at night, even in the fall, you can always utilize that tailor-made pool. I I mean, it's the benefit of living in Southern California, right? It's that opportunity to utilize your pool each and every day of the week, of the month, of the year, and you should be doing it as well. Go to our website, go to the DaveAndJeffShow.com, and take a look for yourself on the sponsor page. See what your neighbors have done. See what you can do with made pulls.
0: Brian Curry is the one you want to talk to when it comes to selling your home. Looking for the next home of your dreams as well. More than 25 years in the business for Brian Curry. He knows San Diego County better than anyone else. Most importantly, right now, he'll get the most for your house. I talked to someone today who said... They are ready to make the move to Temecula about a year ago, and the Mm -hmm. house they wanted was $500,000. Looking at the same house a year later, $950,000. Jesus Christ, you're kidding And I'm telling you, if you're thinking about moving, you need to call Brian Curry. Let him walk you through the process, tell you which way the market is going. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Brian Curry got me in a little trouble. Did he really? Yeah. What'd you do?
1: I was out at a school... That will remain nameless. But uh, I said, Hey, how's this team doing? He said, Well, we haven't had a chance to play a lot of games. I said, Oh, yeah? Well, how many have you played? One. I go, How'd you do? Well, we lost. I go, Oh, yeah? Who'd you lose to? Oh, we lost to the Poway team. I'm like, Fuck yeah, you did. He's <laughs> like, like, What? Oh, sorry, man. Sorry. My buddy, Brian Curry, coaches that team. But it's family to me. Nice. Sorry. The guy's like, All right, well, enjoy your day again sorry bitch (laughs) keep walking over uh yeah doing great things that's what i love man brian curry crushing it can help you buy your home can help you sell your home but i just love what these guys do in the community continue to give back so many fun things uh that they do dedicating their time making kids lives better right you know Dave. we've all had it shit I, guess, oh, I forgot, you kind of coach yeah, too sometimes, don't <laughs> you? Yeah, so I've heard. <laughs> but it, it's the absolute coolest, and you get it as a parent, you get it as a fan of the sport. The guys that say, uh, there are people that act, there are people that react, and it's the guys that we act, to love uh, that we love around here. So, yeah, we'll tell you all the time about what Brian Curry can do to help you buy your home or sell your home. But tonight we celebrate the fact that he's helping enrich the lives of the kids in Poway, uh, something John Conniff never did. Yeah, he fucking walked around. <laughs> I don't know what Jimmy Hughes did to enhance the neighborhood, other than I think Jimmy Hughes walked over, stole his neighbor's paper, the old guy, so he could read the fucking race selections. But uh Brian Curry, they're making lives better over there. I'm gonna I'm gonna yell at Coniff too in a second. I'll tell you why. Go ahead. Go ahead. yell yeah, right, go now? right now? Just fucking Khanif, okay? Yes. Does great work on Mad Fryers. And he's another one of these fucking knuckleheads that think the biggest problem the Padres have is the fact that they retired number six. (laughs) I can't (laughs) say it enough, and I'll have to say it to my friend who does a great job with Mad Friars and couldn't be dumber here. There are enough things that have happened in the history of this organization that scream minor league. Minor league, Bush league. Whatever it means. The last thing you need to do as you are trying to change the persona, as you're trying to change the way you're viewed, is to all of a sudden decide that we're going to put a number back into rotation. The decision was made. Your fucking team finished 30 games out of first place. Everybody fucking hates each other. Why don't you worry about things a little bit more important than whether or not number fucking six is retired? Who the fuck's going to wear number six? Who's coming back? Louis Salazar? (laughs) Conniff the other day. You know, I'm a big supporter of just putting that number back in rotation. Okay, great. Great. Why? You look like a complete fucking dipshit organization, and you're already doing a good enough job. If that is your biggest fucking problem, then you don't know shit about Padre baseball. I'm sorry. When Garve got that, Garve didn't fucking... Uh, asked to have that number retired. He didn't beg. They made the decision because Garve was one of the main reasons that shit changed
0: in 83.
1: When he came here as a free agent in, what, 81? No, he came
0: after the 82 season, so 83 was his first year.
1: When he came here, it changed everything. He was the first piece. Sorry for all you Nate Colbert fans, okay? Sorry that it wasn't fucking uh, Rupert Jones that put this team on the map. When Garve left L.A. and came down here, people started paying attention. Are you ignoring Steve Arlen? Yeah, fuck. Nobody gives a (laughs) shit about the dentist, okay? You can fucking call Coach's Show and talk all day long about Steve Arlen or Jonesy or anybody else. Nobody knew what the fuck was going on, even when Randy won the Cy Young. But when Garve left L.A. and came here, all of a sudden, people were like, whoa, what's going on? Exactly right. And First guess time what that happened? I can
0: remember they were on the game of the
1: week. He was on the cover of Sports yeah. Illustrated. Well, Randy was on there, too. Shut up. And then Greg Nettles was on. Yeah, and Goose, Goose was on. Absolutely. And Dick Williams came in. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, Jed's a millionaire. Yeah. So he was a part of it. He loved his time down here because we've asked him a thousand different times. He's never been anything but respectful to Padre fans. He's never been anything but respectful to that organization, but he has a long established career with the Dodgers. I get it. Wayne Gretzky comes back, and if he's celebrated in LA, it's great. And 99's retired. I was just there the other fucking day. It's hanging in the banners, and guess what? Nobody's retired everywhere,
0: actually, but yeah. You get it. I got it. Yeah.
1: But nobody in LA goes, oh, get that fucking number down. (laughs) There's an Edmonton oiler. And you know what? If they decided they wanted to retire it in St. Louis, go ahead. Yeah. You get the point. But nothing fucking screams minor league, Bush league operation, Bush league fan, Conniff, get your shit together and stop with this bullshit about number six. If we ever have a guy that comes up through the organization, and he's worn that number, and he comes in and he hits fifty-five fucking home runs, and he leads the team to a playoff win. And the biggest thing going in his negotiation to stay here is, yeah, I kind of like number six. Then we fucking worry about it. <laughs> Holy fuck! Biggest
0: bunch of dipshits in this town. And stop texting me at four a.m. Do you remember which Padre gave up his number six for Garvey? Tim Flannery it was Tim Flannery. It was.
1: You don't see Flan crying. He's not
0: crying at all. Switched well, over to have... eleven, and that's it. That's it. Yeah, he wrote a song it about makes it. Makes me insane. <laughs> here, you want to drive Conniff kind insane? Here you go, John. The two biggest hits in Padre history are by former Dodgers, Steve Garvey and Chris Quinn. Mm. Now fuck off. Bovaco hit a home run. Ah, okay, I'm just telling you. Who won the division? Chris Quinn, '96. Pretty good. It was pretty goddamn good. I think the home run—the shittiest year of ever. Well, Bellinger was like, "Dude, he's having a shitty year." Yeah, <laughs> he, okay. was, he was having a bad Am year. Am I
1: crazy for that? No, you are it,
0: it would be ridiculous. So if, stupid. If they, it would look so minor league for an organization who hasn't done anything. Do what a lot of teams do. Don't retire anybody's number unless they make it to the Hall yeah. of Fame. I mean, that's, I
1: almost wonder
0: more about retiring Winfield's number. We all know he was paid off two million dollars to go in the Hall of Fame as a Padre. Yeah, yeah, he turned his back. He wasn't loyal to the soil. He ran for New York. Yeah. Nobody talks him. about that. Fucking he's been living in LA for the last fucking 40 years. What the fuck was Randy's
1: ERA <laughs> the last couple of years?
0: Look that shit up. Yeah, Randy took his perm
1: to the Mets. You watch it. That's personal. That's personal. <laughs> <laughs> You're not taking Jonesy's oh number down. Gosh. No way.
0: Fucking Randy Jones. That's funny Who's as hell.
1: Cindy true love. Who's this?
0: I have no idea who you're talking about. Who's this? She's following me now on social media. Who's she? I don't know, but she, you're, you're you, following her. Oh, am I? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't know. She's a Ranger fan. Oh, there you go. Right up, right up your alley. Yeah. Rain, New York Rangers or Texas Rangers? No, nah, Texas Rangers. Oh, there you go. I do try and follow different, different sports fans though, in different cities. I always curious to know what they're saying on Twitter too. I like that. If they have any maniacs. Hey, want to mention Dan Williams again, bar smart, two minute Tuesday. He had it on there yesterday, brand new on YouTube. You could check it out. He'll give you some advice that will help you, again, understanding your cost to debt. Don't you want to be debt-free? Don't you want to stop worrying about those credit cards? Don't you want to own some property? Dan Williams is the guy to walk you through the process. Look, so many people have made bad decisions that have messed up their credit score. Again, Dan Williams is the guy to help you out. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813.
1: All right. I'm a little distracted by social media. Yeah. And I think tonight is a good night for Dan Williams because I posted this picture uh, that says, no chance this goddamn show gets on the oh, air tonight. And you asshole. You. And
0: you got me trying to fix it?
1: Yeah. And people are just lighting you up. Oh, and shockingly, fuck. it hasn't been Dan Williams yet, but he's come. Oh, no. Dave, look at this one. Dan goes after. Look at this one. I forgot what to do. Look <laughs> at what Antonio did to you. Run at the board. <laughs> I hate how people are so fucking good at that. They are so good at They kill you. I'm dying right now. These are so goddamn great. Requested. Came after you. Kenyatta dude, just dude, called you, you hey, out.
0: You keep your mouth shut, Kenyatta. <laughs>
1: he called you're, you're you an out.
0: Embarrassment in 99% of the things you do on oh, an everyday basis. He does not. No, he's an embarrassment running that football Come team. On. Damn it. I don't need it. I don't <laughs> he, need it. Maybe Dan Damn Williams. It, son of a bitch, as I'm sitting there trying to figure out why things are going wrong. Yeah, they're all killing you. Uh, it's so great.
1: So Kenyatta, you you got a partner in your sadness tonight. It's your buddy Dave over here. Hang on, stand by. This was all working today. Let me unplug nineteen different things. Uh Dave, bitch. maybe what you should do is get your finances in order and then you can go on go to the learning annex and learn how to run the goddamn board over there. I like that. Maybe Flugs will help you in the great Chris Cox. They can all sim I wonder if Chris Cox is retired. uh our buddy Chris Cox from iHeart. He turned down the part, and that's how Brian Cox got the job. Chris Cox was going <laughs> to start success. He would have been great in that show. Um, but having your finances in order is insanely important. Because, yes, when I got my credit card bill
0: today. Yeah. Woo! Goddamn. How many but, miles do you have? <laughs> shit. No kidding. Um,
1: But, thankfully, learning the rules to borrow smart, repay smart. Uh, I was able to pay that bill off today. Pay that bill off and still have a cushion in the bank. So you got to be smart with everything you do, whether it's borrowing money or repaying the money, making sure you're ready to go. But all of it's done. And Dan Williams continuing to give away uh, more fun things coming up. Uh, Dan's also an LA Kings season ticket holder, and we've talked about uh, some ways we're going to raise some money for Jake's projects. So much fun to be back in a live venue Kings are going to be a lot of fun this year. We'll tell you more about that in the coming
0: weeks. also want to mention Kyle Pfluger. Again, if you're looking for a website to sit there and give your business a boost or you're looking to change it out completely, or well, you need to just fix what you have. Guess what? Kyle Pfluger is the guy you need to talk to. Don't waste any more time. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Shout out to my man Flugs who put together the Dave and Jeff Fantasy Football
1: League. I hope you're all in one. Dave, in the years past, I've done like an ESPN league. And it's fun, but you don't know any of the guys. Yeah. And to be back in a league, I bet it's been 15 years. Oh, really? Since I've been in a league with with friends and, and doing this and just goofing around and everybody in the group talking trash. It's been awesome. But, man, I'll tell you the website that sucks, uh, Barnes & Noble. Brand new book came out. I wanted to buy it and pick it up tonight on my drive down right here. And you can't pay for the book pick it up at the Eastlake location, and then I go, well, fuck, let me just cancel the order and I'll just buy it here. Nope, you can't even fucking cancel the order on the website. Really? They're not getting it done. Not uh, customer friendly. They should call Kyle Pfluger. You call Kyle Pfluger because if people don't like your website, guess what? They're not going to come back to your website.
0: <laughs> that's exactly right all right here we go how old are they and how much are they worth we're going october 21st I only have three of them we're going to start okay. off with the one that's not alive anymore it's carrie fisher
1: uh i i definitely would have hooked up with carrie fisher
0: you know what she gets hotter the more i look at her as, as uh back in the day and not think so but now she looks better and better
1: i don't know how much on like the quit at all curve yeah you know what Dave, I don't think I'd have to quit it all. I think I'd have to do it all. (laughs) Carrie was a rock star, man. Yeah, she was. Super cool. I'm going to say Carrie Fisher would have been 67. 65.
0: I'll say uh, 40 million. A lot more than that. No shit? Yeah. How much? 425 million. Dude, she was very cool. How about that? Yeah, I liked her. It's a lot. Kim Kardashian. I've seen a lot of her. Me too. She knows what? what she's doing. Yeah,
1: talent. <clears throat> um, I think she is, oh, this is a good one. I haven't thought about how old she is. For, is she 35? She's 41. No shit. Yeah. All right, how about this fucking number? I'm going to say 875 million.
0: She's a billionaire, man. No. 1.2 billion dollars.
1: God damn.
0: Yeah. Good for her. How about that? She Last, seems cool. Yeah, she, she does, actually. She was great on Saturday Night Live a couple weeks ago. Was she? She killed everybody in her family on the monologue. She good. went after Kanye. She went after her mom, went after her sisters. It was really good. Again, she didn't write it, but yeah. she had to read it and agree to it. She was outstanding. Yeah. Good for Here, her. Here's one that you've met. Judge Judy. What a bitch. Yeah, right? Did you throw oh, her one? No, I would not Not even to tell you I begged Judge Judy.
1: I think her husband
0: will let you. Yeah, he probably would. He, Judge
1: Jerry or whatever Judge his name is.
0: Jerry. Yes.
1: Judy, you okay over there? The you get out. Of- oh, that's Mary's husband. <laughs> uh, dude, she's loaded. She is. Uh, I don't think about how old she is.
0: I'm going to say she's 81. 79. I'm going to say 700 million. No, but you know what? Not bad. It, it's funny. Out of the three people I just mentioned, all women. Yeah. She- uh, Carrie Fisher is the least amount of money. Wow. Which is $425. Judge Judy is $440 million. God damn. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. I think I, I might. Oh, my God. Here we go. All right. Five random questions. Okay. What is the one thing people would never guess about you?
1: Oh, I like that. I like that.
0: You're pretty open on the show. Yeah.
1: I don't know if I have one. I'd have to think about
0: that. I'll I'll go. I think my most um, embarrassing thing, and and you've you've brought it up before, I can't get enough of these Real Housewives shows. (laughs) I I watch way too much. It's embarrassing as shit. If Jeff would have walked in at at the wrong time, basically you would have seen me watching the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion over the Dodger game.
1: Uh, I'll tell you this. I think this would be it. I know. I remember. I remember details. Like dates really well. And uh, November 11th coming up is an incredibly important date for me.
0: Okay. It's also Veterans
1: Day. Yeah. Well, that's pretty awesome too. But um, November 11th is a great day for me. And I remember uh, everything that happened that day. I remember the whole day, like how it, it came together and kind of brought somebody uh into my life and it's great. And I like like she gets a kick out of it because I was a hundred percent wrong. Like when you meet somebody yeah and there's a little bit of an energy and you start kind of thinking like different things in your head. Um I was one hundred percent wrong on everything that I thought. But I remember throughout it the meeting took place. We were at an event together There was like a seven hour event. So we would kind of chat 15 minutes. She'd go her way. I'd have to do my thing. Circle back, chat for 20 minutes or so. Uh, Circle back, the whole thing. And um, yeah, I remember every part of it. Like certain details to the day. I cannot tell you what I did yesterday. Uh, There's a lot of shit on like Friday and Saturday that I don't necessarily remember, but on the dates that you need to remember, I remember more details than I probably could. Cool. Which is great because, and I'm, uh, I think this would probably surprise people. Um, Birthdays mean a lot to me. Yeah. And it's like you were saying with that guy, I was put into my head by my pal Erica, who said she, I always thought birthdays were great, but um, she would be in the mindset of that gentleman you spoke of earlier, Matt's yep. stepdad, um, because her, we talked about this with her birthday a couple of weeks ago. She always said to me, "Your birthday is great because it's the day that you came into the world, which eventually led to you coming into my world." And so I stole that from her. So birthdays matter a lot to me for cool. for my kids and then those closest to us.
0: Well, we have a very good mutual friend, November eleventh. You know whose birthday it is, uh, Crystal? Exactly right. Yeah which yeah. cracks me up because mine's on the 13th, hers on the 11th. And, then and she always wishes you happy birthday on the wrong day. Uh, yeah. So I'll uh, wish her happy birthday on the 11th. And then on the 13th, she'll say, hey, I, I'm sorry. I missed your birthday <laughs> every year. We've only known each other for like 26 years. Yeah. Every year. It's the craziest fucking thing.
1: <laughs> she does.
0: Yeah. And she doesn't do it to be funny. No, not at all. She's just always apologizing. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm late to your birthday. No, it's today. You got it. What artist can you listen to over and over again and never get tired of them? Goddamn the Beatles! Fuck no. <laughs> fuck. No. Funny you said you like the Doors. I hate the Doors.
1: I like uh, I like a lot of the Doors, but there's yeah. a lot of shit that I can't listen to from them.
0: Yeah. Um, John LA- Chilesna used to play the Doors all on every show. He loved the Doors. When I used to yeah. work with the Doc, man, always playing the fucking Doors. Dude, I, I was like, fuck the Doors.
1: Dude, L.A. Woman's fucking great. Live glory is
0: great, but um, you know what the craziest thing about the Doc John Chelesnik is? What's that? He's like you, you ever meet him? He's like six five. You know, you Who see are you him talking about yeah, I okay, do him yeah, very I know well. you know. Used to play basketball at Kansas State. Played with Mitch Richmond. Yeah, great dude. He's like six five, but wears like a size eight shoe. And I used to go, how do you not fall over? I just could not stop looking at his feet. <laughs> Chezy's fucking great. <laughs> he is man. a great guy, but those, great. those small feet always threw me off. Uh, I love that dude. Um,
1: <laughs> what artist could I listen to? Uh, over
0: and over again, it's like every band you get, you get, you have to turn them off. There's not one group that I can listen to every day over and over and say I never get sick of Yeah, them.
1: no, you, you got to kind of blend through it. I mean, I'm old school, man. I like the Stones, I like the Who, but I, I love Foo
0: Fighters. Yeah. Um, but you couldn't do it every day. Can you imagine no. the same group every day driving to work? Every no, single No, I mean,
1: I mix in lincoln Park, yeah. I mix in Pearl Jam. You know what? I was never really, I mean, I love Dave Grohl. I was never a huge Nirvana fan. I like Nirvana. No, I, yeah. I don't hate them. Yeah, um, but I wasn't huge into them. I did. I always like Lincoln Park. I always yeah. like Soundgarden. Yeah. Those guys were always great. Um, I just had buddies that really, really connected with Nirvana, which I thought was cool. Um, but they weren't. They weren't. Um, I love the uh, unplugged. The Nirvana yes. unplugged is like wow. It's pretty. Pretty wild it how was. good that is. I love Stone Temple Pilots, yeah. right? Like, I, I loved a bunch of those bands. But, yeah, I mean, I, for me, Stones, for me, I can go, like, I don't go into a whole lot of their early 60s stuff, like 19th Nervous Breakdown, shit like that I don't get into. But I love all the stuff from, like, Sticky Fingers, Exile on Main Street, all that kind of stuff. And then you get to, like, uh mixed emotions in eighty three and it, it closes all like bridges to Babylon and all that shit. A voodoo Lounge. Nothing really from that. But um
2: yeah, I can
1: listen to those
0: guys. What activity do you waste your most time doing?
1: I, all of a sudden it's building snow cabins on goddamn YouTube. <laughs> what I, are you talking about? I said the other day like, YouTube is so goddamn fun. It's it's goddamn great. And I might have to subscribe, uh, just another meaningless subscription where where you can get YouTube without the ads, right? Yeah. Now, it used to be productive because I would watch these little... There's a guy, Kent Rollins, Dave. He's so fucking funny. He's this cowboy, and he's out in this field somewhere, and he's always cooking, so he's making anything from... Burgers to sandwiches to chicken fried steak—he just makes all kinds of cool shit, right? He's super funny, charismatic. Or you're watching Gordon Ramsay make cool yeah. things, and that you go—that that's productive. My son Kate loves to cook, so he and I love watching the different ways they're they're preparing, or they whatever the case may be. Breakfast, lunch, dinner doesn't matter. It's really really fun. And the other, I was just saying this, like, this has to be, like, 10 days ago. I was looking at this thing, and I don't even know what triggered it. But we were talking about, it was, I think it was just a cold night. And I was like, fuck, man, how would you make, when I was a kid, we went to this city in Minnesota called Isabella. Yeah. And we went to Isabella. It was our sixth grade camp. And they had cabins. But the thing that was really fun Was about twelve kids were drafted, right? You put your name in, um, and you had the opportunity to build a big, almost like an igloo. You built the igloo and then you stayed in the igloo overnight. Well, when you're sixth grade, you're like, "This is fucking cool, right?" So we're all out. You're building it, the whole deal, and I don't even know square footage, right? What is it, forty square feet? Oh, I know. Yeah. But, dude, you go and it's freezing, it's starting to snow, the wind's picking up, and you're, it's you against the clock to get this shit done. And then you get in there, and it's it's a blast. It's you and, and 10 of your buddies, and uh, fuck, it's warm and, and really cool. And you're making fun of all the people in the cabin. And so I was saying something about it, and I went to find a video on like building a s- snow fort or a snow shelter. Well, YouTube picks up on your algorithm. Yes. And so they're like, well, hey, here's five more videos. And I'm like, well, I got to watch it. <laughs> so it's these people and they run, you know, five to 10 minutes. Hey, yeah. I I built this cabin and they always got a cool fucking dog with them. And I'm yeah. a dog guy. So when the dog's out there in the snow and you're building that cabin and then you got to get the fire rolling. Fuck, man, I'm in. So I'm wasting way too much time. Like, what? What? <laughs> When the fuck am I ever going to be in Juneau, Alaska? Yeah, you live in Southern
0: California for Christ's sakes.
1: Yeah, I don't have any idea, (laughs) but I goddamn love them.
0: What are you watching? Dude, these damn TikToks. I saw a a TikTok video, and I stopped sending them to, to you like I was doing all the time, but I saw one the other day that was so fucking good. It was a split screen. It was a white guy, an old white guy, and it's a black guy watching the white guy talk. And the white guy says, look, I'm from the South grew up in uh, in south carolina and he goes i have a real confederate flag and he goes i'm gonna show it to you in a second it's not one of these bullshit flags that you buy in a store it's the real one and he goes it was handed down to me and he goes i'm gonna show you and he shows it this flag and it's a white t-shirt on a golf club and he waves it real quick and he puts it down and he goes that's a real flag right there now a lot of you right now are saying that looked like a t-shirt on a golf club and he goes, "Well, I got news for you. This is the same flag that people said who the ones who survived. I quit. I want my mommy. I'm sorry." <laughs> yeah. And that's the way it. Went. Like he says it all dead serious. The black yeah. guy's died laughing, but yeah. that's exactly what a real Confederate flag yeah. was. Fucking, we lost. Please don't shoot me. Please yeah. don't kill me. It was, uh, but it was uh, so fucking funny to me that this guy deadpan serious and he waves this fucking white T-shirt on a golf club. I quit.
1: I, I like those, and then I have to admit, I'm sorry. God damn it, James Royal. You know, JR, I tell you all the time. JR, Chris, uh, Chris Fairchild, you fuckers. (laughs) You goddamn guys, you know my weakness. You're both enablers. You and uh, Pistol Pete, Coronado (laughs) Pete, send me superhuman. Yes. But uh, uh, Chris Fairchild and JR send me these random street fights. And the other day... They sent me a great one. Did you see the Viking fan at Carolina? I did. I did see that one. And he's running around in his white shorts yeah. and he won't. And I just was begging for that guy to get smoked. Yeah. You just, I hated that guy. And all of a sudden things get broken up, but you're looking and you're like this video goes two minutes and 20 seconds, something's coming. And then that guy got shoved to the ground and I couldn't see who it and was, neither could I. I know but you're gonna somebody say. comes out of the crowd and just drops him super hard and he just stretches out. And I, ah! I had to watch that twice. Who hit him? But then he, he got back up pretty yeah. quick. Big dude. But he looked like every Minnesota great heavyweight wannabe, Dwayne Bobbick, Scott Ledoux, all these fucking guys. Worst day of my mom's life uh, was when Dwayne Bobbick got the f- chance to fight Ken Norton on NBC sports and everybody was told how great Bobic yeah. was and he was going to beat up Ken Norton <laughs> and then he was going to fight Ali. and Norton hits him in the throat and Bobbick doesn't know what to do. And then he gets knocked out in 59 seconds. Jesus just gets the absolute shit beat out of him. But yeah, those videos too, like the stadium fight yeah. videos. Uh, I saw one though from Nashville. It's kind of sad. I kind of wish <laughs> the guy filming it was kind of pathetic. I'm sure we got more votes. (laughs)
0: you know it was it was a gr- josh shot the video it was, it was such a good video it was so and, good and it went nuts it, w- it was funny but
1: there's somebody else there's a second one a second that's one. almost like right next yeah. to josh
0: yes it was it was so goddamn funny but i think barstool sports took it yeah. And everything yeah it was it was pretty funny people are psycho man. yeah the lady i told the lady next to josh said he was pathetic for, for <laughs> taping it Crack, i know where she's coming from correct me up what country have you never been to but would like to go to most
1: i'd happen today it absolutely happened today. So when all this Paul McCartney shit was going on, yeah, and uh, I said to friends, and there is no wrong answer. Well, there there really is no yeah. wrong answer. So Dave, I'll ask you what I asked uh, other friends: Would you rather see the Beatles with fifty other people at the Louvre? Oh, hang on. Let me okay. let me do the preface. You got a thousand bucks in twenty four hours. Okay. Would you rather see the Beatles? at the Louvre in Paris with 50 other people, or would you rather see the Stones at the Colosseum in Rome with 25,000 people? Again, both bands in their prime. You know, I'd say Stones, uh, late 70s, early 80s, Beatles in the prime before the whole let it be shit fell apart. Uh, and so I had my, and like I said, no yep. wrong answer. I was just curious for people. What they would say. Know, where they would go? What city? Because you got a thousand bucks in yeah. twenty four
0: hours. Beatles, Beatles would be the one in Paris. Yeah, I could see the Stones in twenty five years; they'll still be around. Yeah, fucked. It's true, yeah. right? <laughs> no, I mean, you
1: don't I, know what you know, yeah. but
0: no, for me, it would be the Beatles.
1: So I posed it to yeah. a friend of mine, yeah, who's Sicilian, and she said uh, Stones, and I said, "Yeah, man," I said, "Seeing the Beatles would have been insane. They never really toured, no. which is kind of funny you think about that." Um, but I said, man, I've always wanted to go to Rome. And she wrote back, we're going to go in a couple of years. Oh, that's funny. And I said, I'm in.
0: Yeah, it's funny. Italy's my, my answer on that one. That's where uh, my, my plan. That's, that's what I would. And, that's well, that's what, that's I, what I, do. I said. Yeah, yeah.
1: To go, go to Rome. But, but listen, I think anytime you get to travel, it would be great. But to go there
0: with Rita, yeah, right. Who speaks Italian and has so much family there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't think um, I don't think the tour guide I'm going with speaks the time, but she's Sicilian. Yeah, and uh, and so to go with her, yeah.
0: So she said today, she goes, yeah, we're going. I That's goes, cool. Fuck yeah, man. All right. Have you ever had a bad roommate, and what did they do to make them a bad roommate?
1: Oh, this fucking bitch! <laughs> this fucking bitch! Oh fuck! Uh, oh, okay. Wait, I've had two bad roommates. Have you really? I've had three bad roommates all in my house in Cardiff. We had one guy that we'll take them in order. We had one guy that, um, I was in my early twenties. This guy at the time had to be late forties and he would just camp out in front of the TV in the living room and just drink vodka all day. But he would be watching, you know, who knows? Yeah. Probably fucking watching Bonanza. He was an asshole, but you were a prisoner in your own room. He's jerk off number three. Yeah. Jerk off number two took some medication for, I think he was like the first diagnosed victim with irritable bowel syndrome. A fucking guy would go in the bathroom and you were like, my God, sorry guys. Yeah, that's not going to cut it. Okay. That's not going to cut it. That can that candy cane uh, candle you put in there, uh, that's not helping. Holy cannoli. What happened? That's not going to cut it. Now, we had another roommate who wins it. She wins the title. Yeah. Liza. Now, the first month that she lives with me, she gets drunk and falls down our steps, like absolutely looks like the scene in Step Brothers. She's got a short skirt on and nothing underneath. So yeah, any questions you had were answered immediately. However, I have said that when I lived in London, the coolest thing that happened for me is I got a job working for Mickey Duff, the boxing promoter. And so every Thursday night and Saturday night, I would work at either York Hall or some of the other places uh, selling tickets to the fights. And my compensation was 25 pounds, two beers, a sandwich, and a ticket to the fight. And I thought it was fucking great. And when I went in and I got that job, it was all older guys, Dave. They, They looked like they were right out of Central Casting. They didn't want anything to do with me, but I showed up every day. I did my work, and I worked for these guys for like a year. So I go in, they were at 60-66 Wardour Street. I'll never forget it, Piccadilly Circus. So I go in, and I said, hey, I'm going home. I'm going back to the States. They're like, what's up? I said, I've been here a long time. I'm going home. And they said, okay. And they said, uh, well, when are you leaving? I said, I'm leaving, like, two weeks. They go, I, they go okay, will you still work? I go, yeah, I want to keep doing shows. They're fucking great. 25 pounds, two beers, and a sandwich. It's insane. So at the final show that I did, they said to me, hey, stop by the office before you leave. We want to see you. And I said, okay. And they're like, no, seriously. I go, no, of course. I'll come by to say goodbye. So I go by, say goodbye to Mickey Duff, to Mike Barrett, the, the fight promoter, and all the guys in the office. And they're great. And they go, hey, we got something for you. And it looked like an old-fashioned, you like how they drop newspapers off and they got kind of yep. that rope that's tied around it? They had gone through and I don't ever know who did it, but they went through and they put together a collection of fight posters and they pulled fight posters that they had made for every show that I worked. Yeah. So every show that I worked, it was a small bundle, but it probably had to be 50, 60 posters that were put together and they gave it to me and I fucking lost my mind. I couldn't believe that they did it. So I get those home from, uh, from London. I come back to Cardiff and it's like the third night I'm home, and that dumb bitch spilled a fucking drink because she's oh, a way. drunk and ruined the 60 Fight posters. Uh. And I I would have hired fucking, I, who would I have hired? Rose. Probably, if I knew Rose back then, Rose would have fucking fucked her up. <laughs> they got it, Like, guys, you can't even, you can't, I don't know, I'm sorry, you can't yell at her, right? That's just not my style. But I just, I needed somebody in that group Group, I don't know who we have to just fucking smack her in the head. Yeah, so she's the worst. Who's the worst roommate you ever had? Man,
0: I had two two bad ones at San Diego State. I had oh. one guy who uh, never talked to anybody, and mm-hmm. but had the strangest build. He was like five four, but had this crazy long torso. Like I and I'm oh, six yeah. three, so we'd yeah. get in the car, and I'd look to my left, and he was always taller than me. Like his seat so would be all, all jammed up to the front. Yeah. And then he was all taller than me, and then one time there was a blow-up in the the apartment with the other guys, and uh, they start yelling, and then one guy yells at him, he goes... um, What's the deal with your big torso? He yells at him, and the guy goes, "I just want to let you know I've been complimented on my large torso." And he goes, "By who? Horse trainers?" Jeez. And that guy fucking got his feelings hurt and fucking wa- walked out and never came back. Oh! And then I had another roommate who never, never went to class, just laid on the couch watching Leave It to Beaver every fucking day. Wearing these red sweatpants and then he was constantly either watching TV or jerking off. And we're like, get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. And he'd tell me as I'm leaving for class, he'd hold up that TV guide and he'd say this back page man is right on the money. It tells me exactly what my sign is and what I'm going to do. I could just take a to wear red sweatpants every day and jerk off. And, yeah. And then he's fucking weirdo. He got, yeah, he got tired of me. And the, the move that I, I felt bad at, I remember there are four of us in this apartment, two guys are sitting on the couch and I'm walking out with this guy. We're going to go to the grocery store or something. And, I, yeah. and <laughs> this, is, this is like 1989, 90. And I just cut my mullet. All right. I was so proud to have a mullet because I, I couldn't have longer hair in, in high school. Right. And uh, just cut it. And this fucking guy decides he's going to whack me across the neck. Ow. And he smacks my neck. And I just turned around and I punched him in the face and knocked him out cold. Right there in front of the other two guys. And uh, they just stared at me like, dude, you crossed the line. Yeah, you, know, you did. You 100% crossed the line by knocking that guy out. And then I, I felt terrible, man. The guy, you know, forgive me. No. <laughs> that was, I'm glad. That was it. But I'm I glad. I did overreact and I dropped that dude. But, man, right in front of my my two buddies who just their mouths dropped open, like, what the fuck are you doing?
2: Yeah. Can't I go think,
0: punching one of the guys that lives here in the face. I think there's a lot of people that have looked at your actions <laughs> on social media over the last 20 20- years. Sorry, Vera. <laughs> Jesus, Vera,
2: I thought they were calling you out. That's
0: it. That's my move, here to hit on women right there in front of everybody. <laughs> fuck.
1: <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, how about you? Hey, are those two fucking maniacs coming in here Sunday?
0: Yeah, they're I, supposed to. Steve and Mike are supposed to come in.
1: Yeah, I think it's scheduled for Sunday. It is. I think Mike said he was
0: in. I saw Mike last week. He said he's in.
1: Okay, so the show we've been waiting for I think is going down this Sunday, which yeah. will be great. Yeah. So, uh. We'll uh, we'll get down here early because Steve's got to get up and it's a long drive back to fucking Encinitas. So we'll try to tape it maybe by seven. Yeah, and then uh, and we'll be up and rolling. So Good yeah, that's it.
0: Okay, we'll see you guys Sunday, everybody.